The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Can't we all just be civil? You know, this is all Donald Trump's fault. Um, <laughs> Some things you don't have to say. They're just, yeah. It's just uh, everybody knows it's Donald. There, there was no contention in this country before uh, Donald Trump was elected president. That's Remember a that? good point. We Remember? forget that. We, we do forget. forget. When we woke up on the morning of January 20th, 2017, mm-hmm. we were all in Everything love with changed. each other. Everything mm-hmm. changed. Everything changed that day, that though. Day. The very day he took office. Weird this day. country turned around and started being nasty to one another. Hmm. You never saw a mean comment on Twitter before that day. It's true. You, you never saw a nasty Facebook post. You never heard anybody arguing on the news. That's a good point. Isn't it? Wow. Times have <laughs> changed, huh? You would think that that's the case listening uh, to the media today. Everything's, everything is Donald Trump's fault. Has he contributed to nasty? Sure. I think most of us have. Um. But he did not invent nastiness. And the left has just been going out of their minds over this potential Supreme Court nominee. He just There's just a story that just broke. Uh, he said today, he probably won't even ask. his. I probably won't ask the nominee if uh, where they stand on Roe v. Wade. Hmm. Why? You absolutely should <clears throat> if it was... A left-wing president, he would, and he wouldn't tolerate nominating anyone who wasn't in favor of Roe v. Wade. Wow. You know that for a fact. Obama would not have ever considered a uh, Roe v. Wade opponent as a nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court, and neither would Clinton. Neither one of them would. So why shouldn't the right use it, too? We should. In fact, we've got more reason to than they. We're trying to save lives. I don't know what they're they're trying to kill people. We're trying to save lives. So you should absolutely use it. But they're going crazy on this. And uh the, you know, he's destroying the the country, he's destroying the constitution which they didn't even know existed until Donald Trump. I have not heard these left-wing buffoons speak about the constitution They've spoken about it more in the last week than in the combined rest of my life. They never mentioned it. Ever. They don't care about the Constitution. You think Maxine Waters gives one rat's butt about the Constitution? Do you think she knows it, understands it, pays attention to it? The answer to all of those things is no. I would love to. She was ranting and raving about the Constitution. I would that she knows it and she understands it. Really, name one article. What is the First Amendment? You mentioned the First Amendment. Say what is it? You mentioned it. What does it say? Tell me the uh, five things were guaranteed in the First Amendment. Is that where the good and plenty clause is hiding? No, it's it's just below that. Is it okay? Sorry, yeah. then I'm mm-hmm. my bad. Hmm. Uh, I mean, tell me three of the five. How about that? What is the Establishment Clause? What, what does that say? I mean, she, you know she doesn't know any of those things. She doesn't know any of those things. So, the left uh, is out of their minds right now. And to them, i just like to say, 
relax. To us, Barack Obama was kryptonite for this country. We honestly thought he was going to single-handedly dismantle it. And he tried. I mean, he tried. But he couldn't because the president is not in a position to do that by himself. There, that's why there's the checks and balances. And even though there's a Republican majority, as well as a Republican in, in the uh, executive office, you've got enough people that aren't on his bandwagon or enough people that don't think like he does that they still stop anything super radical or extreme. Let me just remind the left of a couple of reasons there. Oh, what, what, did you, what reason did you have to fear Barack Obama? Oh, we had plenty of reason. We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Okay. As we've said a hundred times, you don't fundamentally transform something you purportedly love. You might tweak it. You might improve it. You don't fundamentally transform it, which is what he was talking about, which is what he said with his own mouth, which is what we took him, we took him at his word. And he set out to try to do that with uh, Obamacare, among other things. He wanted to fundle him. He, don't, he didn't love this country. He wanted to transform it into something else. Tell your spouse sometime, yeah, I really love you, but I want to fundamentally transform you. <laughs> Just everything you do bugs me. You know, so we're going to start at the foundation of who you are. and We're going to change everything. See if they feel loved. It's just, I mean, it's ludicrous. Then there was this. We cannot continue to rely only on our military uh-huh. in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, powerful. just as strong, strong. Just, just as, as well-funded. Funded. Wow. What does that mean? Okay, so that was quite a concern. You're going to have a civilian army? That sounds a little bit like a, uh, I don't know, Hitler Youth Force to me. And then you had little youth groups getting together and doing chants on him and, and the children singing. And uh, I mean, it was creepy. Um, there, there was this. To, to, to make a broader point, mm-hmm. you know, so often yeah. uh, in the past, there's been a sharp division between left and right. Between capitalist and communist or socialist. And especially in the Americas, Mm -hmm. that's been a big debate, right? Yeah. Ah, you know, you're you're a capitalist Yankee dog and oh, you know, you're some you know, crazy communist, you know, that's gonna take away everybody's property. (laughs) And Uh I mean those are in, in interesting intellectual arguments, but I think for your generation, you should be practical mm. and just choose from what works. Oh, oh You don't okay. have to worry about mm. whether it neatly fits into mm-hmm. socialist theory or capitalist theory. You should just decide what works. So that's how he sold his socialism. That's how he sold his Marxism. I'm not saying you should, be, you should choose Marxism. Choose what works, which to him is Marxism, is government control. I mean, it, it's, it, it was, he said all kinds of frightening things that had us up in arms. Uh, 
does anybody remember when we were talking about in the early days when we were talking about uh, Obamacare? I happen to be a proponent of a single payer universal health care plan. Oh, you do? Huh. And that's what Jim's talking about when he says yeah. everybody in, nobody out. Okay. A single payer. Single payer. Healthcare plan. Healthcare plan. plan. Hmm. Universal healthcare plan. So that's uh, that's a socialist healthcare plan right I there. Have not Did said he lied that about I was it. a single payer supporter. <laughs> you know they talk about how much Donald Trump lies. He lies all the time. He, he's got nothing on Barack Obama. Barack Obama lied every day. There was this little gem. Under my plan mm-hmm. uh, of a cap-and-trade system, Yeah. electricity rates would necessarily skyrocket. Oh. Okay. Even yeah. Yeah, regardless uh-huh. of what I say about whether mm-hmm. coal is good or bad, Yeah. because I'm capping greenhouse gases, coal-powered plants, you know, natural gas, you name whatever the plants mm-hmm. were, whatever the industry was, they would have to... Uh, mm-hmm retrofit their operations i see that will cost money they will pass that money on to consumers hmm. oh goody huh okay <laughs> i mean he he out he laid out his plan i but the problem was nobody on the left cared they they were all in favor of that and we were supposed to just shut up about it at the time and when we didn't we were crazy we were kooks for thinking this guy is an extremist listen to his words Please. How do we structure government systems that pool resources uh-huh. and hence facilitate some redistribution? Because I actually believe in redistribution. Oh, uh, oh. Huh. I actually believe in redistribution. <laughs> don't be afraid of this guy, though. No, don't don't worry about it. He's he's there's no problem here. I mean, that's and then that's what he said to Joe, Joe, the plumber. I believe that when you redistribute the wealth, it's good for everybody. We were supposed to ignore all that. But we were concerned about guns. Why? He said things like this. As a society, we choose to underinvest in decent schools. We allow poverty to fester so that entire neighborhoods Mm. offer no prospect for gainful employment. Unreal. We refuse to fund drug treatment and mental health programs. Mm. Yay! Yay! We flood communities with so many guns that it is easier for a teenager to buy a Glock Uh and get his hands on a computer or even a book. (laughs) I mean, if that's not extreme bull crap, I don't know what is. It's easier for young people to get a Glock than a book. Why can't we go back to that awesome time when we were all getting along? Yeah, and right. Enjoying everything the president right? of the United States said. And when you had a guy who just loved and believed in America. I believe in American exceptionalism, just as I suspect that the Brits believe in British exceptionalism and the Greeks believe in Greek exceptionalism. Oh, okay. So we're no better than anybody else. I think we're exceptional. Everybody thinks they're exceptional, but we're, you know, essentially not. Is that not what he was saying? And then let's not forget what was in his book about his Marxism. Because the guy grew up with a Marxist mother, uh, with a communist father. Uh, both his, his, his birth dad and his stepdad were Marxists. They were both communists. His mom was extreme. His grandparents were extreme. His uh, mentor was a card-carrying communist. 
Then when he grew up, he enjoyed the, the company of Marxists. I chose my friends carefully. The more politically mm-hmm. active black students, right. the foreign students, mm-hmm. the Chicanos, yeah. the Marxist professors and structural feminists and punk rock performance poets. Sure. We Mark. smoked cigarettes and Good. wore leather jackets. You're cool. At night in the dorms, we discussed neocolonialism, France Fanon, Who doesn't? Eurocentrism, oh, yeah. and neocentrism. When we ground out our cigarettes in the hallway carpet, or set our stereos so loud that the walls began to shake, what a, we were resisting what a bourgeois society's stifling constraints. Okay, those are the, that's the rhetoric of a Marxist. Those are the feelings of a Marxist. He hung out with Marxists. But, you know, I mean, I can certainly relate to, to sitting around all night, smoking cigarettes and putting the butts out in the carpet, yeah. talking about neocolonialism. Uh, Keith and I did that all last week. As a matter of fact, that's... And in fact, all weekend. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the way we spent our whole weekend. But probably, I mean, I'm I mean, not saying anything that you didn't do, too, because we, we all do that. You know, next weekend is your turn to read Franz Fanon to me. Yeah, fr- right. I almost forgot that. I'm glad you reminded me. Um, and th- but we're inviting the structural feminists over for that, aren't we? And the punk rock poets. And the punk rock poets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now the, you you're supposed to send out that evite. Have you already done that? Yeah, I've done that. Okay. Good. Yeah. Now I'm not I'm not playing these again to relitigate history. I'm playing them to remind people we had plenty to be concerned about with Barack Obama, and we were. Believe me, we were. He told us that he could win a third term if he ran. Yeah. Well, if and he could run. Have you noticed the way that they're clinging to Trump saying he wanted to be, uh, when he was talking about the Chinese premier uh, being premier or president for life, um, what, what a great thing that was or whatever. And they're, they're all latching onto that. Well, Obama said similar things. Multiple times. Many, many times. Yeah, have, we'd have to change our constitution if you want me to run again. I mean, hint, hint. Oh, my gosh. And, and so the thing is, calm down. I, while we can relate to some of the hysteria, there's no way we were as hysterical as these Democrats currently are. They're out of their skulls. We didn't start protesting the first day he was in office. We gave a chance to, okay, what way, what direction is he going to go? And then we found out, then you got some crowds assembled on the mall in Washington to the tune of 500,000 of us, but it was peaceful. Nobody was threatening anybody. In fact, we didn't even talk about politics that day. Didn't even discuss politics. So it's just agonizing to watch this hysteria uh, come to a boil. Calm down. Remember uh, who you are and who we are. And and remember the Tea Party movement. It was not threatening. We weren't yelling and screaming at everybody and and threatening to kill people. We got a story today about Ajit Pai. The FCC had being threatened, he and his family, over what? Net neutrality. You're going to kill somebody over net neutrality? Because there's a chance somewhere down the road that your Netflix or Amazon Prime account might buffer? (laughs) Oh, man. Better get a grip. We had better get a grip. Or we are headed for civil war in the next five years. If we don't stop this. If you're interested in financial freedom, this is going to be the most important message you might ever hear on Thursday, July 19th. So, is that that's less than a month? That's three weeks, weeks from now. Couple weeks. Uh, Glenn Beck is hosting a free online investment training broadcast special uh, that could be very valuable to you. Uh, Glenn and I strongly believe that cryptos. 
could help you and millions of Americans restore your financial freedom. And that's what this is on. This is on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Would you like to learn more about them? Would you like some free investment training? Okay, then go to BeckCryptoShow.com. That's B-E-C-K-C-R-Y-P-T-O and then show.com. Register for this special free event right now. Glenn and his number one cryptocurrency expert, Tika Tawari from, um, that's a fun name to say. Yeah. Tika Tawari from Palm Beach, from the Palm Beach letter, will walk you through the new case for Bitcoin. Tika will give you the names of three cryptocurrencies he recommends that you buy right now. Plus, you'll get exclusive free training on this new market where you could turn a few hundred dollars into a small fortune. And you'll have the chance to take part in Palm Beach Letters' exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. Go to BeckCryptoShow.com right now and register for this free special event. Now, you need to register, but it is free. Okay? Make sure you don't miss a thing. BeckCryptoShow.com Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, and let's not forget this quintessential Obama uh, fun talking about the Constitution. But I think it is an imperfect document, and I think it is a document that reflects uh, some deep flaws uh, flaws. in In. uh, American Mm -hmm. culture, Culture. the the colonial culture nascent at that time. The (laughs) colonial culture of America. It's time to get back and start talking neocolonialism, you know, with Barack Obama in the uh, structured feminists, punk rock, poets. punk rock poets, mm-hmm. Marxist professors, and uh, France, oh, oh, Fran- Fanon, Fanon, yeah. Like, yeah, you act like you don't know, I know Franz I know. I just, Fanon. What I just was, I was testing you. Uh-huh. I, was, I was testing you. <laughs> By the way, he talked mul- multiple times about how flawed the Constitution was. He slipped in the word nascent in there as well. Who oh, the just hell great. uses the word nascent? <laughs> Shut up, Obama. <laughs> Go back to using, what, what would you always say? Um, oh, my gosh. What was his word? Ugh. Oh, my goodness. Let, let me be clear. Let was me be his, clear was his fun. Big phrase. And then he, always, he would always say, uh, the real problem is, is that, <laughs> why did you just say is twice in a row? That's uh, really grammatically weird and wrong. Mm. What I'm simply saying is, is, the only thing I simply said is, is what? <sighs> Boy, a lot of people on Twitter uh, tweeting at Pat Unleashed. Um, mm-hmm. They don't miss those days. No. When socialism was king. No, uh, but clearly the socialists all do. Uh-huh. And there is some gnashing of teeth going on right now that I don't know that we've ever seen. Maybe in the 60s. Uh, I mean, they're just psychotic. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. Don't forget this one. Uh, make no mistake. That was a favorite Obama line. Make, make no, no mistake. mistake. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Let me be clear. Make no mistake. Ugh. Oh yeah. That, oh, here's that the deal. Chill up and down my spine. It will not be easy. I will not rest until. 
Uh, win the future. Apparently he used... That was the, that was the number two uh, most uh, used phrase in his eight years. So You're kidding. In order, it was... No! It was make no mistake. Okay, for, first. 2,924 times. 2,900 times! Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Win the future. That is amazing. I, I don't even remember that one. Oh, I got news for you. This is dated March of 2011. Oh, okay. So <laughs> so he had even more after that. Oh, we got to find out what these numbers turned out to be. Yeah. Well, is let me be clear on the list? Yeah, it's so, got to be, right? So it goes, make mo- no mistake, okay. win the future, here's the deal, let me be clear, here's it the- will not be easy. Here's let me be clear was only fourth. I thought that would have been head and shoulders above any other thing he I'll, said. I'll bet it passed up uh, several of those by the end of his second yeah, term. Yeah, because I mean, had to, right? We had to. <laughs> we were resisting the socialism, and he had to be more clear. <laughs> Ugh, this guy. Well, and and I remember when uh, Obamacare was wildly unpopular, and he said he just hadn't explained it well enough. That's all you did yeah. was explain Obamacare for two years. We don't want it. Yeah, we're, we get it. We just don't want it. Ugh. Okay? Stop with the Obamacare crap. Let me be clear. If you want, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. You lie. Let me be clear. If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. I mean, the lies were. <laughs> Good gosh. Hundreds of times he said that. By the way, over the weekend... Um, things are so good in Mexico that they decided to get another uh, super extreme leftist oh, goody. in office. Mm-hmm. What's his name? What's his name? Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. I'm sorry. I did not catch it. Could you please yeah, repeat I ca- that? I can't. What? Uh, it's too difficult. <laughs> but huh. he's not. He's not. Uh, he wasn't from Manawa, Nicaragua. Oh. He's, uh, he's an actual, actually from Mexico. Hmm. Uh, their first left-wing president, this says, in decades. I don't know about that. He might be the most left-wing in decades. Yeah, they're saying so. since the 30s. They're saying the guy is, yeah. They essentially were under communist rule in the 20s and 30s. Uh, those were good times. <laughs> Weren't we all? A survey showed that uh, Lopez Obrador uh, had 49% of the vote. He was uh, Ricardo Anaya leader of the right wing or the, or the right left coalition had a had 27%. So that's 22 points ahead. And then, uh, the incumbent party PRI was, uh, trailing way behind it. 18%. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they're excited about him. And, uh, I'm sure that, you know, since socialism has gone so well in other central South American uh, countries that are fairly close to oh, Mexico. It's, it's a paradise. Uh, it's a paradise. Yeah. You know, it'll go even better in Mexico. And then we'll have even even more people pouring across to share that wonder with us. Well, well, no, wait now. See, <clears throat> they've mm-hmm. never done it right. They haven't gone far this enough. This guy, see, what's going to happen is... He's going to do it right. They're doing You're it right. wrong down mm-hmm. in South America. Mm-hmm. So the people aren't going to pass through anymore. They're going to stop in that communist paradise that will now be Mexico. Sure. We don't need a sure, wall. Sure, sure. We don't need a wall. we got communism buffering us now. Isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to... It's it's going to go well for, uh, for Mexico and Mexicans. They did a survey a couple of years ago. I think I mentioned this a while ago. Uh, one third of their population wanted to come eventually to the United States. <laughs> one third. There's 110 million people there. 
Why? Why do they have a hankering to be separated from their kids? Yes, that must be why. Yes, because they know uh, that when when they get here with their kids, yeah. they'll be ripped and torn out of the arms of their mothers, torn and ripped. Uh, so, actually, that's not even happening what anymore. Uh, we're just catching and releasing now. So. Wait, but I'm hearing Democrats all weekend. Mm-hmm. Saying telling that me that they're, they're still demanding, ripping. right? They're not ripping and tearing anymore. <laughs> no more they're ripping and tearing. Setting free and letting roam I'm freely about so our country. Confused now. But they pinky promised to come back for a hearing, so we oh. got that going for us. Oh well, then okay. we're done. Yeah, everything's it's fine. Settled. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. 888 uh, LeBron James. Who's that? Headed for the Los Angeles Lakers. Never heard of him. Yeah, he's apparently a basketball player. Oh, that's I why. Guess. That's yeah, why I don't know. He's played basketball. Okay. Uh, pretty amazing that he decided already. I, I thought that would take some time, but nope. Yeah, yeah. Like a few hours after it began, after the free agency thing uh, started... He declared he was going to to L.A. Four-year deal worth $154 million. Had he stayed with the Cavs, he could have signed a four-year deal for $207 million. Ooh, so he left like $53 million on the table mm. just so he could go to Los Angeles. Well, have fun paying taxes out there, LeBron. I know. Oof. Taxes. Well, he's, I guess he's already got a couple homes in the L.A. area, but still, I mean, the taxes are going to sap a lot of that. Oof, let's see here. Then you got the traffic, but I, I think he lo- he loves the lifestyle. Apparently, he really he and his family dig it in Los Angeles. So, see in Miami, he didn't pay any income tax. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Half the season, right? At least state. Yeah, state income. Of course, you're going to yes. pay federal no mm-hmm. matter what, but you, you don't pay the state in Florida, Texas, several others. Um, so it's just him and Lonzo Ball right now. You know, for big stars, is he pretty good? Lonzo Ball, yeah, he's okay. He's I mean, rookie. Had a decent. It was okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I, it's okay. I hate the NBA. I don't know. Um, his his uh, decision came on the first day of free agency, twenty hours after the market officially opened, mm. um, and it was after Paul George already decided to re-sign with Oklahoma City. So they, the Lakers were kind of hoping they'd get LeBron and oh, Paul George. Maybe did maybe not. get a dream team or something yes. going. Yes. Is Dominique Wilkins still playing? <laughs> Is that not? Is he not? It's been a while, huh? So Since he's not. No, he's okay. no. Mm-mm. Just wanted to make sure. No, Wilt is gone too now. Is that yeah. right? Wilt is has left the building. Spud Webb. No, he's out. He's no, done? he's not playing anymore. Okay. Mm-mm. No. Well, that's the last time I. Cared. Jerry West mm-hmm. hasn't played for a couple of seasons now, mm-hmm. and uh, neither is John Havlicek. So. Honestly, the only <laughs> NBA player I care about is Kyle Korver, and his one chance to win a title was with LeBron, and didn't happen. No, sure didn't. I mean, he is the only player, I think, maybe mm-hmm. in all of Atlanta sports history, besides Dale Murphy, who was sad to be <laughs> traded away from the city of Atlanta. Kyle Korver. And I miss him. Did dearly. he go directly? Was it he went to the Jazz after that? 
Kyle? Where he went? Yeah. No, no, the, the Hawks traded him to the uh, Cavaliers last year. Oh, that's right. Okay, so yeah, he's with the Hawks when he went to the Cavs. And so, so he was with the Jazz before that. He, was he really? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He's good. I, I like Kyle Korver. I thought he was with... Okay. But he's not good enough to, you know, carry a team, that's for sure. Well, from three-point land, he is. Just saying. He <laughs> just shoot threes all game. So, uh, I guess it was down to Philadelphia 76ers mm. and the Los Angeles Lakers. And, obviously, uh, LeBron chose the glamorous city. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see who they pair with him, if anybody. I mean, they're terrible, too, right? Terrible. They won horrible. 35 games last year. <laughs> They've got a they've got a fairly talented, really young roster right now with no superstars on it. Lonzo Ball's probably the biggest name. Um, oh, they got uh, who's that? Kyle uh, something or other. Yeah, Magic Johnson still. Kyle Kazma hmm. seems like no Magic is. He's not. Although even? he's with the team, he's like their oh. general manager or something now. Okay, Kareem still playing. Uh, <laughs> what? No, he's he's not. Are he's, you sure? He's not playing. Lonzo Ball, uh, Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, any of these ring? Oh, Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, Kuzma. Kuzma. Yeah. From Utah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll get uh, Kawhi Leonard through some miracle from I San Antonio. So. Ooh, I would love that because then you could have a, I have no idea <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um Yes. I mean, it was quite a weekend. It just, a lot of hate spilling out of people's mouths. <laughs> yeah. Over the weekend, it was nice to see uh, Ben Shapiro uh, appear on Bill Maher to sort of add some semblance of sanity to this discussion because everybody's blaming Trump for the current situation we're in when, you know, Maxine Waters has been ratcheting this thing up like crazy. Uh, so Ben Shapiro was on Bill Maher, and uh, here's that exchange. Can we just say incivility is bad across the board? Yes, but I, you can't be a. Person. Why is it that we're only opposed when okay. you're Democrat? You're only opposed to incivility when it's Donald Trump. Because, but, it, yes. but, but suddenly Maxine Waters because, is anti-Maxine. Because Ben, you can't walk into a room and see an elephant and a mouse and not know which one is bigger. But it's not an elephant and a mouse. It's two. <laughs> but elephants. it is really. Yes. Threatening to lock up I had, journalists. I, I needed six hundred officers to protect me at Berkeley. Yes, it's an elephant nice. and an elephant. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's an elephant's an elephant. Okay, when Joe that, Biden in 2012 says to Mitt Romney the, that he's going to put y'all back in chains about black people. This stuff pre-existed Donald okay, Trump. But that Trump didn't, terrible but that didn't come from the president at Berkeley. It came from the vice president when he was saying that Mitt Romney, the cleanest person ever, okay, was a guy who's going to put y'all back in chains. To pretend incivility mm. started with Donald Trump. No, not incivility. Too, I'm talking about the, the level to which it's at, where you're threatening. I agree with you. Do you really think Donald Trump respects the rule of law? I mean, if somebody No, like, but I think the Constitution itself is a pretty... Damn durable document, thank God. Wow, thank you. Hmm. Thank you. Uh, t- and that's what they are doing, is pretending that incivility started with Donald Trump, and, and it's only at this fever pitch because of Donald Trump. Uh, I wonder if Donald Trump is responsible for this California man who's charged with threatening to kill FCC Chairman Ajit Pai and his children because he was pissed about the repeal of net neutrality regulations. Yeah, there's something to to kill over. What if, in the future, sometime, my Netflix begins to buffer? <laughs> I'm going right after this guy and his children. I mean, this is pathetic. This is Donald Trump's fault? No. Uh, Markara Mann, 33, arrested in Los Angeles, charged with threatening to murder an immediate family member of a U.S. official. 
Prosecutors say Mann was sent uh, sent three emails to Pi in December 2017, so last year, the month the Republican-led FCC voted to repeal the Obama-era net neutrality rules. Wow. One of the emails sent on December 20th to Pi's uh, government and personal accounts. Whoa. How'd this guy get his personal account? Whoa. I wouldn't even know how to go about that, frankly. Google. I'll Can show you Google you. his personal uh, account? Yeah, I'll show you. There's a website. Google. Really? No, I don't know. I mean, sure, you could find it if you were a freak like this guy. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, so he went to his <clears throat> government and personal accounts, had the subject line, cheers. The body of the email listed the names and addresses of three preschools in and around Arlington, Virginia, where Pi lives, followed by, I will find your children and I will kill them. What? You believe that? This is over net neutrality. Over net neutrality. Okay. Yeah. The FBI traced the emails to Mann's home and confronted him in May. He acknowledged sending the email that threatened Pi's family, and he used the address uh, stubblemanliness at gmail.com to hide who he was <laughs> and because he thought the handle sounded tougher. Well, do- I okay. mean, yeah. let's give the guy credit. That sounds that tough. That does sound tough. Stubble. Stubble manliness. Manliness. At gmail.com does sound very, very tough. Oh, yeah. That is crazy. So, uh, I don't know. Is that Donald Trump related? I, I don't think so. You know what they're trying to do is pin this shooting at the Capitol Gazette in Annapolis on Trump. Because he has said that the uh, media is the enemy. Well, this had nothing to do with the media being the enemy. This was a personal issue this guy had with that paper and they're still trying to pin it on trump it's despicable uh, yeah and i got a problem with this timeline on ajit pai's uh, threats against him and his family um mm. the emails were sent in december the man was confronted in may of 2018 six months later yeah i come mean come on that's that's not good that's not good work really by no by the FBI. No, They've had some issues lately, through, haven't yeah. they? If I'm not mistaken, uh, there's some issues. Yeah, the Florida branch uh, with the uh, wow part. Uh, you know the the uh, what's a good grief? I can't even think of the name. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. I know oh, that. Oh yeah. But, uh, Parkland. Anyway, Parkland. Thank you. Good the grief. Parkland murderer. Yep. Ooh, they could have stopped. Yep. And they didn't. I mean, these people. You know, guy good. directly called oh, them man. from Mississippi to say, and they just don't follow up. I, I come on, please. Uh, so. On Sunday, staffers at the Capitol Gazette published an op-ed remembering those lost when a gunman entered their newsroom and, and killed five of them. They also thanked those who reached out with kindness, and they also pinned this on the President of the United States. Uh, the words of appreciation for our work and its important to, importance to Annapolis and Anne Arundel, Anne Arundel County is a balm to our wounds. More than 800 people subscribed to our digital edition Friday as a show of support. Uh, here's what else we won't forget, they write. Death threats and emails from people we don't know celebrating our loss. If that happened, that's truly, truly despicable. Yes. Or the people who called for one of our reporters to get fired because she got angry and cursed on national television after witnessing her friends getting shot. We won't forget being called an enemy of the people. Okay, he wasn't directing that at the Capitol Gazette. They're trying to pin Trump uh, in on this. No, we won't forget that because exposing evil, shining light on wrongs, and fighting injustice is what we do. Is it? 
Okay. And now I have a lot of sympathy for them and, and the families, but you know, that doesn't make them saints and we don't have to agree with everything they say now. And this is awful. It's awful. Trying to pick when they know this is a personal vendetta from somebody uh, because of something they said about him and had nothing to do with Donald Trump. And then they try to pin it on Donald Trump. I mean, that's just that's left wing activism. That's that's just uh, trying to use your tragedy. Yeah. To go after the president. You got a reporter up in uh, Massachusetts who uh, tweeted out something that the uh, shooter had a MAGA cap on, which was completely A false. lie? Complete lie? Um, and he says that, yeah, oh, he apologized. He said, my uh, journalistic career is, you know, come to a screeching halt after 21 years because of this stupid tweet. I mean, that... That's stupid. That is... And, and how many people today saw that or heard about that? And believe it. Believe it or repeating it at water coolers everywhere around the country oh. and sowing these seeds. Of, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. I don't know, a lot. Stop. And how many, of them, how many of them will see a retraction? Very few. Hmm. Very few. Yeah. I mean, this is really uh, troubling. It's dangerous. Very dangerous. And by the way, um, can I just a little housekeeping here? Um, uh-huh. I, remembered, I remembered the phrase. That Obama used to use all the time when someone disagreed with him, he would say, you know, this notion that blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Notion. Mm-hmm. I notion. had 99.9% of the time in my <laughs> lifetime of 40 plus years on this earth that I've heard the word notion has come from that man's mouth. Oh, for sure. Ugh. Yeah, he said that. He did say that all the time. Notion. All right, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust because if you are trying to sell your home, it seems like a lot of people are right now. Uh, and in some markets, is a really great time to do that, but you want a really great real estate agent to help you with that, and that's where real estate agents I trust comes in. Um, it's probably the biggest investment you'll ever make if you're like most people. Um, so you want it to go well, and you want a rock-solid realtor to help you through this process. Well, Glenn has uh, qualified 1,200 agents across the country based on their experience in marketing plans, what kind of character do they have, and what are the results they've gotten in the past for their clients. Plus, they're fans of the show, so you share that in common with them. And that means a lot. If you're comfortable with your agent and you can share things and you know, tell them maybe to tweak something and, and you can do the thing together, it's going to go a lot better. So if you're trying to sell your house, you want to get the most money out of it. You want to sell it quickly. You don't want it to be hanging around for eight months or a year and then watch the price go through the floor. Right now, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter for Muffer Squish. I'm just resisting. What am I resisting? I don't know. The collectivization of Obama quotes, <laughs> the institutionalization of the human psyche. I'm not sure, but I can tell you one thing: this is a symbol of irre- irre- irreversibility. 
<laughs> I think it's reversibility. Uh-huh. Uh, but he says, my, or he or she. I think she's. I think it's a she, right? It's a she, I believe. Uh, my ears are bleeding. It's Nicole. So obviously, in, for anybody new to the show, you may not understand the reference huh. from the gun guy that Glenn had in. Uh, what? Two, three years ago, probably. But this is how this is how the show works, right? We beat <laughs> things to death. Whoa, 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 whoa! Time out. <laughs> no, sir. No, no. We build on experiences. That's what it is. Thank you. That's my much better spin. <laughs> so we've been building on this experience for quite some time. <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, this gun guy was talking about uh, guns. Uh, I think he was actually. He was making the the digital copies, right? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He was using the 3D printer. The 3D printer on the And we the, had a museum. We had yeah. one such gun. Anyway. Anyway, uh, in the in the interview with Glenn, he he said this. Who, you know, in whose conception? Under what paradigm? Under what paradigm? You know, I'm yeah. just resisting. What am I resisting? I don't know. I don't know. The collectivization of manufacture, manufacture. The institutionalization of the human psyche. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I can tell you one thing. This is a symbol of reversibility. They reversibility. can never eradicate the gun from the earth. Never eradicate the gun from the earth. It's a symbol of reversibility. It should be a symbol of irreversibility. Irre- I think Muffer Squish has that right. Yeah. This brainiac, this pseudo-brainiac, Look, got that wrong. If you're going to ask yourself questions and then answer them, <laughs> you got issues. I'm just saying. If you're, especially if you're going to ask questions like this. <laughs> what am I resisting? I don't know. The collectivization of manufacture. What? <laughs> the the institutionalization of the human psyche? Oh, that just rolls off the tongue. Uh, kind of like, all been uh, let me be clear. Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, Snarky McSnarkface says... You too, Muffer Squish? I thought it was just me. There really needs to be some kind of warning announcement or siren that sounds prior to any Obama and or Hillary clips that are going to air. Huh. Can you get on that, please? Keith? Huh. Okay. Uh, Swank thinks as the rhinos will stop any judge Trump picks. I, that's what I'm afraid of. The left shouldn't be worried about anything. They have plenty of people on the inside. Well, and we've got... What's her face? Well, we'll get to that in a second. I have me... a theory. I have a theory. Please. Mm-hmm. Tell me that I'm onto something. Have you ever heard a fellow senator say anything negative about Mike Lee? Left or right? I just haven't. Maybe behind closed doors, Mm -hmm. but I never hear them on TV as a talking head just saying, well, look, the senator from Utah has got his priorities wrong. I never hear anything like that. Mm -mm. So I am kind of hoping that if Mike Lee is the pick, that just the respect of his colleagues on either side of the aisle will push him through. I don't think he'll be the nominee, but if you know, if he is through some miracle, hmm. may, maybe that I don't know. Can dream. What am I resisting? I don't know. Yeah. Collectivization of Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I can tell you one thing: what? it's a symbol of irreversibility. The Supreme Court, yeah, definitely never be removed from the uh, <laughs> of the earth from the uh, structure of the government. Oh, uh, we can hope. Um, it's going to be interesting. We only have 51 Republicans and one's already bailing. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, here's the one that apparently is bailing. Here's Susan Collins talking about the potential Supreme Court nominee. There is a big difference between overturning some precedents, uh, such as Plessy versus Ferguson, which was overturned in the school desegregation case of Brown versus the Board of Education, versus overturning 
a ruling that has been settled law for 46 years, 45 years. So what? And it involves a constitutional mm. right and has been reaffirmed by the court 26 years ago. Indeed, so? uh, Justice Roberts oh has made very clear that he considers Roe v. Wade to be settled law. I would I, not there's no support such a nominee who demonstrated wow. oh hostility gosh. to Roe v. Wade because that be would mean me. to me that their judicial philosophy did not include oh a God. respect for established decisions, established it law. doesn't need to, you idiot. You complete buffoon. That's not supposed to be a consideration of the Supreme Court. Is it constitutional, Susan? I don't care about precedent. I don't care what the Supreme Court did 26 years ago or 260 years ago. I don't care. It doesn't matter. At one point, Jim Crow was settled law. At one point, slavery was settled law. There's been a lot of settled law that sucks. There's no such thing as settled. It can always come up again. Always. Are you telling me that gun control is not settled law? We've got the Second Amendment that says, shall not be infringed. Yet it, it's always infringed. It's always being talked about. It's always being challenged. That's not an issue to Susan Collins. But you would really vote for anybody who said that they might consider overturning Roe v. Wade? Wow, she is worse than I even thought. She is as bad as it gets in the Republican Party. You, know, you, you mentioned earlier that, that you thought that Trump should ask a potential nominee if they would overturn Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. I think don't ask. Just figure it out through their previous judgments because you would hate for during the Senate confirmation hearing yeah. someone to say did and the have to lie about did, it yeah, or whatever. Did the, did the president ask you how you would rule on uh, Roe v. Wade? Yeah, I would rather them just not even be put in that position. Yeah, take, take a chance. And then they'll be they'll be peppered with questions at the Senate hearing at the confirmation hearing, and they just say, "Yeah, I can't. I don't have any predetermined judgment on that." And no, the president did not ask me. And mm-hmm. no, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that might be a better way to go. Lindsey Graham asserted yesterday that Roe v. Wade uh, should not be overturned. Quote, unless there's a good reason, unquote. Uh. (laughs) In an interview on Meet the Press, Graham said the 1973 decision has been reaffirmed in many different ways in subsequent rulings and that the precedent should be respected. He's doing the same thing as Susan Collins. You don't overturn precedent unless there's a good reason, Graham said. Um, how about 60 million babies killed since 1973? He said a good reason, Pat. Oh, that's right. Uh, he needs a good reason to overturn Roe versus Wade. All right. We don't care about tissue. We don't, we don't care about what might be a Volkswagen growing inside a body. Could be. Ah, Could be. take it out. Uh-huh. Whatever. It's Volkswagen with a heartbeat. <laughs> Just... <laughs> uh, it, it, with Republicans like this, who needs Democrats? You don't, you don't need Democrats. There is no way the Democrat Party wouldn't be united on this front. If they had an equal opportunity here, every single liberal on that court 
and every single Democrat in the Senate would be would be in lockstep. And so would the rhinos. Why is it that the, we can't we can't seem to achieve that in the Republican Party? Why is that? And why why do you keep sending Susan Collins back to office in Maine? Despicable. And and how can a conservative state like South Carolina continue to put up with Lindsey Stinkin Graham? Mm-hmm. Man, they both got to go. Mm-hmm. They both got to go. Triple A nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat unleashed. I just I I'm having a hard time recovering from the Susan Collins and uh, Lindsey Graham nonsense. Settled law, man. Roe v. Wade settled. Don't uh, we won't support a nominee who uh, would consider overturning Roe v. Wade. Yeah, you got to, you know, in order to overturn settled law, there's got to be a good reason. <laughs> okay. Oh, huh. Like saving the lives of the next 60 million children? Not a good reason, I guess. Hmm? How amazing is that? It's just, it's unconscionable. I cannot understand how it's constantly Republicans that end up citing with Democrats on this issue and not vice versa. You would think if you're going to err on the side of anything that involves, I don't know, the Life. lives of babies, yeah, that would be a no-brainer, but apparently not. No, it isn't. Just incredible to me. I, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, Whoopi Goldberg's not going to have to, she's not going to have to worry about this. Well, get out of my behind! Get out of my vagina! Get out of here! I mean, I didn't think she had to worry about it anyway. No, no. I don't think anybody wants to be anywhere near any of that. Redundant there. Uh, But um, (laughs) unnecessary. But uh, you know, there there's not enough Republican power. There's not enough principle. There's not there's not the values to overturn Roe v. Wade. Probably it just when when you've got Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and Lindsey Graham. You don't need Democrats. You literally don't need Democrats if they're voting against your nominee. Wow. If I were the, a constituent of Susan Collins today in Maine, I'd be calling her office like crazy. You should find that number. Let's see if we can find that number. Do you think that it exists? Uh, there must be a number. Huh. To call to get a hold of a now, was, U.S. senator from Maine. But see, here's what I would say: <clears throat> is that when you do, in theory, call your mm-hmm. U.S. senator, yeah, you probably want to call their local offices, yes, because it makes more of an impact in theory. In theory. In theory. Um, so let's just say it's easier for you uh, to call Augusta, Maine, mm-hmm. and you might 
have a pen and paper ready to write down the number 207 622 That number is 207-622-8414. They're probably trying to get out the door for lunch right now, so it would be terrible if you slowed them well, down. Well, no, they're an hour ahead of us, so they might just be getting oh, back that's from right. lunch. Excuse me. <clears throat> so this might be a really good time to call. Mm-hmm. Uh, 207 622 But what if Banger mm. is closer for you? Then what would that number be? It would be 207 945 Okay. That's uh, 207 945 Zero four. Now, if you forget the number by any chance, it didn't have a piece of paper to write it down. Yeah. Um, you might just Google it, and mm-hmm. you'll find it really easily. Or you know what? There might be a guy named Pat Gray, and mm-hmm. he has a Twitter account. Oh, you don't need me to tell you this. No, and I'm going to tweet that out mm-hmm. at Pat Unleashed. Right. And you will find all. There's several offices. Call them all. <clears throat> be polite, though. Be polite. Be polite. Let's be civil, but uh, be very firm. Firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Firm, but civil. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, why is it Democrats never have this problem? Who was it? <laughs> I know. You know, back in uh, uh, when when Justice Ginsburg was nominated, she was nominated by uh, Bill Clinton, and that was on a recommendation <laughs> that originally came from Orrin Hatch. Wait, no, uh. Orrin Hatch. A Republican? Said, hey, you know who'd be good <laughs> is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Why not give her a shot? <laughs> Thank you, Orrin. Thank you. Uh, the the wonder of Orrin Hatch just never stops. Okay, but I mean, what a legacy he's left. I'm going to make you feel better, though. Uh-huh. I mean that sincerely. So Anthony Kennedy was supposed to be Robert Bork. Yeah. Okay, Robert Bork mm-hmm. was a staunch constitutionalist. Yes. And Ted Kennedy didn't like that and basically derailed that nomination from Reagan. They borked him. They borked him. Mm-hmm. So we got Anthony Kennedy. Right. Well, Robert Bork died in 2012, which, oh, sorry, Libs, that would have been an Obama pick, a replacement for Bork. But hmm. now you get Trump to replace huh. a swing vote. So, a sw- so instead of a wow. constitutionalist to a flaming liberal, we're now doing a swing vote to hopefully what will be a constitutionalist. Put that in your pipe. I hope, but you know who know. the swing vote guy is going to be? Roberts. John Roberts. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 933 Jody in Utah, you're on the blaze. Hi. Keith, mm. I love you. I really do. But, but button your lip on Mike Lee. Yeah, Keith. Button huh? your, button your lip, lip, Keith. Why? He's a stalwart in the Senate. He's mm. one of the few that's holding the line, yeah. and you're going to take him out? The Senate's Are a lost cause. <laughs> the Senate is a lost cause. The only branch left is hopefully the Supreme Court and the judiciary. Mm. I, that was my thought initially, too, Jody. I thought, yeah, I, you know, as good as Mike Lee would be, I we need him in the Senate. But I don't know. In Utah, you should be able to come up with somebody, right? There's got to no, be somebody. No, we're getting Orrin Hatch light now. I know. <laughs> yeah, but you're replacing Orrin Hatch heavy with... With Orrin Hatch light, you don't. So hopefully, oh, if you replace better, if it's you re- only partial poison instead of full poison. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh. Appreciate the call, thanks, Jody. I feel your pain. I do. I feel your pain. Uh, it, you know, I, so you replaced a somewhat 
<clears throat> liberal Republican with another somewhat liberal Republican. But hopefully you would replace a really strong conservative constitutionalist with a strong constitutional conservative. Hmm. But I doubt it. So she's probably right. <laughs> Maybe Shh. push for his brother. I've given up <clears throat> on the Senate. I mean, it's... I mean, they've had control. Uh, well, look at well, look at what they're doing now. Look at Susan Susan Collins. That's my point. Lindsey Graham. They have the majority. You wouldn't know it though. Jeez. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Bill in Kansas. Welcome to the Blaze. Hey, how hey. you doing today? Good. Uh, I you made the comment about the, the Mexican uh, how 30 percent of their population said they would come to America if they could. Hmm. Um. It was quite a while back ago. I don't remember where I heard it, and I was Googling, and I found it one time, but I can't remember where I found it at. There was a, uh, I think it was a Pew Research Group did a worldwide survey, and based on that survey, 150 million people would come to America if we had open borders. Oh, I believe that. Now, if that was over a 10-year period, a 20-year period, there's no way we could absorb. No, we'd be swamped. That many people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even 30% of the Mexican population over 10 years would be... Catastrophic. It'd be, it, yes. Yeah. It would, wreck, it would wreck the economy and everything else. Yes. And I'm not against immigration. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not against immigration. Me neither. Uh, legal immigration is great. Legal controlled yes. immigration is, is great. And we need it, and I'm for it. And we have 1 million people a year who are allowed into the country legally. That's a lot. That's a lot. Appreciate the call, Bill. And then you have, but then you have to worry about all the people coming across the border illegally that we know nothing about. And that's another million or two on some years. During some years, they catch about a third of the people that cross the border. They say, um, and so judging by those statistics, if they if two get through and they catch one, I mean, you're talking at least a million, one and a half million people getting through the the border every day. Or every year. Uh, every day would be a really bad problem. Um, but every year. So the, you add that to the legal immigration. Two and a half million people a year. Two and a half million people who've come from other cultures, other places, other ideologies. And oftentimes more extreme ideologies and cultures than we have. And and now you're not trying to integrate those people. You're not trying to assimilate them into our culture you're encouraging them to hang on to their culture. You keep go- that culture going here. When it used to be, everybody blended. That's why it was called a melting pot. Not a stew. It was always a melting pot. Because you just add your essence to ours. And it, it just makes us richer. Now, it's, it's a stew. And so you got... That culture meshing and not meshing so much and kind of clashing with ours. Clumps of culture. Culture clumps. Culture clumps. (laughs) Language clumps. Uh, Ideological clumps. Dare I say the balkanization of America is well down the road. And why do they call it balkanization? Because it happened to the Balkans with the multiple languages. What happened there? Uh, Nothing good. Civil war. A lot of bullets. A lot of death. Mm -hmm. A lot of destruction. Uh, We used to encourage unity, and now we worship diversity. Now we say, no, 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 don't be like us at all. Don't don't integrate into this system. Keep your own stuff. And and we'll just celebrate everybody's culture here. It doesn't work. No. 
And I'd like to point out that illegal aliens aren't paying income tax either. So right, that's a problem. Or if they are, they have stolen somebody's identity mm-hmm. and they've committed uh, identity theft and fraud. Oh, but don't worry about that. That's fine if you've come here from uh, another place illegally. Now, if I did that as an American, stole somebody else's identity, I would definitely be separated from my family and I'd go to jail. Would your kids be ripped from your uh-huh. Yeah, they would. If, if I had one of my kids in my arms, of course, they're pretty big now. So that would yeah. be, you know, let's see. My smallest child is probably... Uh, mm, how, old, how old? Five, six, and 108 pounds, I think she is. Okay. And she's 31. So if I had her in my arms, you're ripping her out of my arms. Huh. I'm probably glad because I was heavy, okay? Even though she's very slender, yeah. 108 pounds to be yeah. holding is... You may want to hold on to something else <laughs> when, when they come to take you away. Right. Just saying. Yeah, okay. Hmm. But they will not hesitate to separate me from my family if I commit uh, identity theft and fraud, I mean, tax evasion, any of those things. They will separate me from my family. If you don't want your kids ripped mm. from your arms... Don't come here. Then go, Illegally. go through the legal line. Yeah. I mean... It's th- not that hard. The things we discuss and argue about at fever pitch in this country is such a waste of time. And people like uh-huh. Putin just got to be laughing their heads off. 888-933-93 with your thoughts. You know, there's never been a better time uh, to achieve your financial freedom through Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. If you'd like to know how you could potentially make your fortune with cryptos um, and you want some free investment training, then go to BeckCryptoShow.com and register for Glenn's upcoming special free live online. Uh, it's an investment training broadcast event. On July 19th, just a couple of weeks from now, during this event, Glenn will be interviewing former hedge fund manager, number one cryptocurrency trading expert, Tika Tawari from Palm Beach Letter. For the first time, he will share new facts about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies that you'll never hear in the news media. He'll also reveal the big event unfolding behind the scenes that could push cryptos to new highs. He'll share the names of three cryptocurrencies he recommends that you should buy. And you'll have a chance to take part in Palm Beach Letters' exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. So make sure you don't miss out on this opportunity. Go to BeckCryptoShow.com. Register now for this exclusive broadcast event. Register for free at BeckCryptoShow.com. That's BeckCryptoShow.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, get out of my behind. Get out of my vagina. Not a, get out of here. Not a problem. Nope. Not a problem. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, so everybody out speaking about uh, immigration, children being ripped out of the arms of their parents, ripped, torn, whatever. I mean, it's. Here you have all this uh, hysteria over what's going on at the border, and it's already stopped. 
right? They're they're doing catch and release now. So it's not even happening now. Uh, but they can't let it go because they think they've stumbled onto something that uh, that really resonates with the, the American people. They just keep screaming about the children. It's, it's all about the children. Uh, here's Richard Blumenthal, Senator Blumenthal of... Connecticut. Do you agree with your colleague, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, that we should get rid of Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, as that agency is known? Abolishing ICE <sighs> will accomplish nothing right. unless we change Alas. the Trump policies. The Trump I policy. visited the border uh-huh. about a week ago. I saw uh-huh. the brutality and so inhumanity. He saw the brutality and the inhumanity yeah. with his own... Really? Describe what you saw. What what brutality did you see? Come on now. And and absolute cruelty of these policies. Cruelty, ripping, really? ripping children away from their parents. Ripping. There is no plan or path to reunify them. It is not happening. And the Trump administration oh, yeah, it, it is. is embarked on a train wreck, a moral train wreck, a legal train wreck, and a mm. humanitarian train wreck. Because the plan now is... To put the families together in tent cities behind fences oh, no. and other barbed wire oh, in my. ways that amount to imprisonment, imprisonment. internment, just as was done with people of Japanese descent. Oh, and, and uh, Democrat uh, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, and his progressive policies, you, you were against those? I see. Mm-hmm. So he's, uh, this is comparing it to internment. Those were citizens, moron. Yep. There was there was no reason for that policy that came from Democrats like you, by the way. Uh, and these are people who will be reunited with their families. We're not keeping them for years. You're just going through the process for a while. And Blumenthal just admitted that in that clip. Yeah, he did. He, early on, he says, we're separating them. And we're then he separating. says, we're putting them together we're putting them in together. 10 cities. Right. Good Lord, man. Pick a side. And, and how about the Obama policy where you had these kids in cages? Thank you. You had them in cages. Wrapped in foil blankets. 25,000 of them compared to 12,000 now. <laughs> they couldn't have cared less about those kids. We went down to the border and brought them Christmas presents. The Obama administration did nothing for them. And these guys were not out crying about these kids then. They didn't care. Uh, Dick Durbin was deeply moved as well, though. I think the American people are going to speak loudly, that mm. they're sick and tired of what's happening uh, in terms of this immigration policy. Really? Look at ICE. Look what at a it. group of incompetence. Yeah. At this point, they're focused more on toddlers than terrorists. Oh, they wanted, Instead of deporting felons, they want to deport families that are being persecuted by criminal gangs. We're in the middle uh-huh. of the worst drug epidemic in wow. our history, and instead of focusing on stopping bad drugs from coming in and stopping dirty drug money from going out, they're focusing on separating kids from their families here's the thing we don't we don't know who's coming across the border these could be wonderful family people or they might be drug dealers or terrorists we don't know you don't know the intent of any of these people that's why you got to get a grip on this situation and put a stop to it nothing good is going to come of what's happening at the border until you stop the the influx of illegal immigration once you finally stop the tidal wave then maybe we can work out something for the people that are here like send them home (laughs) 
I like that. It's a compromise. <laughs> right. Think about it. This Overton window then for a change. Yeah. We're not putting them in cages. We're going to send them home. Yeah, we're going to let them roam free. Right. You know, back in their home country. And again, let's talk about personal responsibility. Everybody knows at this point, if you bring your kid to the U.S. border and you're coming across it illegally, okay. your child will be separated from you for a time. You know that. So it's on you right it's got to be you have to bear some of the responsibility now oh i i can't take it there is there is no ownness of any of these parents and by the way we don't know any other situations i don't know if they've actually been threatened by gangs and gang violence i don't know that and neither does richard blumenthal or dick durbin Neither do any of these buffoons know the story behind these people coming across the border. How, do, how are we supposed to know? Because they're not coming illegally. They didn't apply. We have no idea what their situation is. They can say anything. And they do because they've been told. Well, look. Claim, uh, just claim that you're a refugee. You need asylum. You need asylum. Well, we know that. Say the, the word asylum. Yes. Only the best people are coming up here, though. Yeah, that's right. You just know that by default. That's right. So. Yeah, only brain surgeons are coming. And rocket scientists. Yep. Um, So. That's. And scholars. Don't forget scholars. Scholars. You left out that. Sure. Sure. Because, I mean, that could be a lot of things. (laughs) We're screwed. Uh, it's, It's really tough right now. It's really, really tough. And uh, Maxine Waters continues to stoke the flames. She was just speaking at an immigration rally in California about the situation and inflaming everything again. Donald Trump, you think you can get away with everything, but you have gone too far when you're trying to break up families in the way that you do. I don't care whether you're a Democrat or Republican. I don't care what nationality you are. Well, then why weren't you out there screaming about Obama then? Why were you then not out yelling these same things about Barack Obama, who separated double the amount of uh, kids from their families? They separated siblings, uh, they kept them in cages, and they wrapped them in in aluminum foil. (laughs) So, don't tell me you don't care whether they're Democrat or Republican. That's total BS, and everybody knows it. I don't care what ethnic group you are. We all love the children. The children. Stand by them. (laughs) The children. Not if they're in a womb. Right. Exactly. I I can't take it. Don't (laughs) don't come talking to us about the children. We love the children. Oh, Oh. We want to protect the children. What kind of person, what kind of freak would not want to protect the children? Oh, shum uh, Let's see. <laughs> Every Democrat in office, uh-huh. they don't want to protect the children, and they're not protecting the children. In fact, they're trying desperately to continue the slaughter of children. Man, this makes no sense. <laughs> it just makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and it just gets more aggravating every day. And you got the lemmings. Some of us applauding know it. the history of those who have separated children from their parents. As an African-American woman, I mm. was raised on the stories about what happened on the auction block 
when no, they no. auction off so we're comparing Africans, this to slavery they took the yeah. fathers and they sent them oh, one place they took the mothers and they sent them another place they took the children the boys children. to work in the farms and to work in the fields and the girls to work on domestic matters in the big house well we overcame that we fought against that we marched we fought and we won and we're gonna win again Mm. Actually, I don't. I don't remember the marches on that. I, I don't think there were any marches on ending slavery. Mm-hmm. There was, however, a civil war where six hundred thousand Americans didn't march. Well, except to battle, and six hundred thousand of them lost their lives. So, yeah, we did take care of that uh, at a huge cost. So, comparing the two is just is is truly despicable. Donald Trump, we are sick and tired of you. We have mm. no fear. You will not intimidate us. We're coming right at you, and oh. we're saying to mm. you. Wow, you're going to come right at him. What do you mean by that? Mm. That sounds like we're violent saying rhetoric. We're to you that the Constitution, the Constitution of the United States of America which you've gives never us read. the right to protest, and protest we will. Where does it say that? Tell me Tell me the article. Tell me the... the, the <laughs> tell me the... The number of the amendment in the Bill of Rights, I, I, my guess is she couldn't even do that. <laughs> she couldn't even do that. 888 And when has Maxine Waters ever talked about the U.S. Constitution? Ugh. Chewing the fat with Jeffy coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. That happy sound means it's uh, time to chew the fat with Jeffy. Happy Monday. Keith, a lot of people are saying it's good to have you back. National Ice Cream <laughs> Month is this month, <laughs> July. Are you, like are, you really one of them? are you one of them? <laughs> I'm just saying I heard several no, no, people I'm, say. I understand what you're saying. I'm asking, are you happy that I'm back? Because I loved missing you. <laughs> Thank well, you. I mean, Wait, I'm happy oh, you, you're here, too. You loved missing him? Yeah. It was, That's interesting. That's yeah, an interesting way to, to put it. And we have to huh. be separated in order for me to miss <laughs> right. him. So it worked out. Uh, it's good I, to have you back. I know you had a lot of time to plan and uh, you know worry about uh, what you're doing for the show. It's National Ice Cream Month. Um, the whole month? The whole month is National Ice Cream Month. I believe wow. I have the whole month. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you don't want to wait until the last minute. Oh, you don't? No. Mr. No, last minute guy over here? No, you don't. No, you don't. Just to be clear, I was hoping for, you know, maybe we could do a little extra on the, you know, for the month, but the 15th, you might want to write this down. Bluebell's got some new flavors, is National by the way. Ice Cream Day. Oh, the, the 15th. 15th. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the a actual day. day. Yeah. Oh, darn. Is that a. That's a today, Sunday. That's a Sunday. We, we won't we have be to together. We'll to celebrate Friday and Monday. In the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, also today, uh, it's just, you know, this is another thing that, you know, you could have had. I don't have a pin. Producer. I don't have a um, pin. Dunkin' mm. Donuts now has uh, these donut fries. If you're watching on Blaze TV, uh-huh. you can take a look at them. They actually look really good. 
Oh, good. Uh, those donut fries look good. I don't know. Right now, I'm just seeing you, and that doesn't look Does good. Does not look good. Uh, really? Oh, there we go. Oh, oh okay. There we so, go. Donut fries that look, you were right. They look like the French, yeah, fro- the French toast French sticks. Toast sticks. From King, yeah. yeah, they do. It looks like you covered it, so I think but, we're done. We're good. I don't do they have, have something in them? Is there like a cream filling no, or anything? They're hollow. Oh. No, is there a cream filling? filling? I, I believe so. I really do. You didn't do your research? <laughs> of course. Well, of course they have something in them. You, what do you mean? You've done this story why like nine they, times and you don't have, have any idea. No, I haven't had one yet, Pat. Are you reading about them? Is there a description anywhere? No. They... I mean, I thought you you were an expert on the donut fries by now since yeah. you brought it up so yeah. many they, times you know today. What? There's nothing in them. They're hollow. <laughs> so you get, if something is in one of yours, you should throw it away. Good. Then move on to the next story. <laughs> if something is in, you should throw yours away. <laughs> Wow. So um, we'll go test them later, Jeffy. You and I. We'll go test them. We'll report Don't. back. Okay. Don't. No. <laughs> Don't. Don't. <laughs> okay, Chelsea Handler. Them. Chelsea Handler. I love her. Oh, and she's, she's wonderful. She's great. Isn't she great? And you know, we she... were talking last week, Pat, mm-hmm. about uh, how you never hear, or we haven't heard, someone really, except for when they really push about, I had an abortion, and I, you, I, yeah. I'm happy about it. Well, she wrote a big article for Playboy and uh, super, super, super happy, happy about a, uh, she, an abortion. Uh, she two had? of them oh, uh, when she was sixteen. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, two of them. She uh, she said, "Look, uh, I I had uh, I had two when I was sixteen, uh-huh. and uh, that's just good for me, right? Uh, look, it was a time in my life when I was irresponsible, not because of the two abortions, but because of the pregnancies. Her abortions uh, were thoughtful decisions. Oh, man." Thoughtful decisions. Um, I just thought, why not? You know, at first you thought, hey, I can have this baby, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll have twins, give them rhyming names. Of course, that idea. <laughs> oh, then I'd have a child and raise it by myself at that age when I couldn't even find my way home at night. It was ridiculous. My parents recognized that, so they acted like parents for one of the very first times in my life and took me to Planned Parenthood. Rather than support her and her their grandchild, her parents pushed her into having an abortion. And, mm. and guess what? She became pregnant later in the year again. Oh, good for her. And just off to Planned Parenthood they mm-hmm. go. Oh. Off wonderful. to Planned Parenthood. So Liz, I'm grateful that I came to my senses and I was able to get an abortion without bankrupting my family. And look, I'm 41 now, mm. and I don't ever look back and think, God, I wish I'd had that baby. Good for her. That's beautiful. Isn't that wonderful? And it reminds me of... I've got two daughters, nine year old, nine years mm-hmm. old and six years old. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going to teach them, first of all, about values and morals. Right, sure. But, but if but, they make a mistake... Right. I don't want them punished with a baby. With a baby? I don't want them punished with a baby. So bad. That's that's what that reminds me of. That's wonderful. That He's a parent just like Chelsea Handler. Right. If you get, we'll, we'll do the wonderful thing and just sweep it from your life so you don't really have a consequence. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it ever again. You couldn't find your way home when you weren't even it. smart enough to find your way home, but you right. were smart enough to have unprotected sex with yeah. your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, right. You're smart enough for that. Uh-huh. He wasn't smart. Yeah, you found your way to your boyfriend's car, the back seat, or wherever. Or wherever it was, Or yeah. wherever it happened. So, uh, huh. It's funny. It's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. It is. And uh, I heard you talk... Uh, uh, talk about Senator Lindsey Graham, Keith's favorite Senator Lindsey Graham. Uh, he, in fact, has a bumper sticker. We know yeah, that for a fact. Yeah, yeah. We oh, saw I'll it, kill man. you where you saw it. Um, but the <laughs> video of it, I thought maybe he might be able to uh, win you over because you didn't mm-hmm. seem like you were 
convinced or happy with what he had to say. Oh, is this going to be better? And I, I watched the video. Yeah. And I thought. Oh, okay. Of so that, this explains it better? Of course, yes. Let's look. One of the big issues that's probably going to come up at the, at the confirmation hearing is the issue of abortion. When he was a candidate, Donald Trump said that yeah. overturning Roe v. Wade would happen automatically because his picks for the Supreme Court would all be <laughs> pro-life. Do you view that connection as automatic, that if you're pro-life, it means you're for overturning Roe v. Wade? Well, I'm pro-life, and uh, the job of a judge is to call, uh, decide cases before the court. But one of the concepts that really means a lot in America mm. is stare decisis. That means you don't overturn precedent unless there's a good reason. No. And I would tell oh my, my pro-life friends, you can oh be pro-life and conservative, but you can also believe in stare decisis. Roe Ro v. Wade, in many different ways, has been affirmed over the years. But I would hope the justice that sits on the court, all of them, would listen to the arguments uh, on both sides before they decided. Yeah, and, and go with the president. The starry decisis. Did it win you over? Yeah, that, no. Mm-mm. No, that really pisses me off. Because the consideration the Supreme Court should use is, is the Constitution. The Constitution. Wait, what yeah. is that? The Constitution. Oh, that's what Maxine Waters is always that, talking that almost, about, right? That almost right. rhymes with starry decisis. Uh-huh. Almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> so close. No, it was right there. Oh, my gosh. I mean, just give the Senate to the Democrats. Make it official. Can't now, take it. Now, if you want something even better, mm. that and this is even this is, and I, I and I just noticed, and I don't know why Lindsey Graham was in Istanbul, but I'm happy to let him stay there. <laughs> I know, what was that? Oh yeah, please. I'm keep happy him. to let him stay there. Darn, I hope there isn't any flight keep delays. <laughs> this uh, our new uh, our new congressperson, the Democrat and Socialist Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, well, uh, of course, mm-hmm. was on the View because mm-hmm. you can't. You can't win a seat like that in government. Not, not, not go, go on, on the, the view. view. I mean, right. they are yeah. top notch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Top notch television show. Anyway, she went out and they uh, they they talked to her a little bit, and she uh, she tries to explain the difference between socialism and democratic socialism. Okay. First of all, there's a huge difference between socialism and democratic socialism. Democratic socialism, and really what what that boils down to me, is the basic belief that I believe that in a moral and, and wealthy America, in a moral and modern America, no person should be too poor to live in this country. That's the difference between the two. That's what I believe, and so I I I can understand that there may be some divisions. You know, I don't think people wake up in the morning and say, "I'm a capitalist." Uh, Yeah, I do. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I do. Well, Joy Behar, uh, then uh, of course, you know the. How bizarre is that? I thought you were comparing democratic socialism to socialism, and then there was no comparison there. There was no comparison. That didn't because it's there. You just believe there should be no poor. That's wonderful. I'm glad you believe that. Is there a single person in the world who doesn't? Is there one yes. person alive who doesn't believe that nobody should be poor? The president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, who wakes no. up every morning and says, I'm a capitalist, and he hates all of the there's people. Not a single, there's not a reasonable human on the right or the left that doesn't think, hey, I'd love for everybody to be wealthy. I'd love for everybody to do well. I'd love for everybody to have all the food they need. <laughs> A nice shelter, the shoes and clothing that they that gets them by. Everybody wants that. I know, but socialism is not the way to experience that. Well, I mean, the closest 
we've ever come in the history of the world to that being universal for everybody is a capitalist system. Socialism kills. Capitalism provides the way out. It's going to work, though, in Mexico. This new guy. Uh, it's going to work really well. So, I mean, well we just got to keep an right. eye on Mexico. Because they're just going to go further. She's just a girl from the Bronx. I know. Okay. Well, she's not the from, Bronx, well, not the Bronx, but the Yorktown no, Heights. The Yorktown York section Heights. of the Bronx. What I love about that is that she's just a girl from the Bronx, <laughs> and, but her dad, mm-hmm. uh, who I love, who every time they write about him, her late father. Oh, no, he's oh, late. Yeah, What's he okay. late for? He's late. <laughs> life. Oh, okay. So, you make more jokes? No. No, I don't. No, it's terrible. We lost him. We lost Mr. Cortez. Oh, no. Dang it. Oh, no. Should have broken that to me a little I, more gently. I'm sorry. Uh, you know. Uh, Mr. Cortez? Okay, so Cortez, uh, her her father? Yeah. Yeah, he's not well. Oh, no. I know. He's not well. He, he's Is dead. he going to be okay? Oh, no, ooh, I guess not. Okay. No, uh, I love how he was just uh, he from the Bronx. And then when they were a little kid, he decided, I'm going to move the family out to Yorktown. to a nice little three-bedroom house. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess that. I guess that's what you do in socialism, right? When you, 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 you better yourself, you better yourself, and you think, oh, no. I'm going to move my family up. And, that seems like and the I'm working uh, harder and capitalist I'm gonna, gonna... system, huh. actually. That's huh. strange. Because, yeah. I mean, that's just what I thought that that's what socialism was. Just no. Whenever you want to move to a better. No, socialism better is 43,000% inflation. <laughs> That's what socialism is. And then you're not able to move out to the burbs. Huh. Yeah. In fact, you're trying to sneak across your own border to get into Guatemala so you can get health care because they don't have any in your country anymore. So it that's weird. That's the socialism really system. Weird. I'm not mm-hmm. sure I understand. If you say so. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite new criminal is a French uh, criminal now uh, by the name of Redon Fayed. Uh, he just broke out of prison in France uh, for the second time. Mm-hmm. Think about this. I hear the A-team uh, music when you oh, read the so story. good. He, <laughs> it's like they, a movie. Yeah. It is. It's like a movie. It is. They broke. They broke into the front of the prison. Started asking for him for the diversion. Then other armed men came into the prison, grabbed him from the commissary. Helicopter landed in the center. Put him in the helicopter. Off he goes. Yeah, he escaped in a helicopter. And they find yeah. the helicopter. You know, amazing. Uh, they find the helicopter gone. He's just yeah. They were partially just, burned. Now this is the second time he's he's escaped from prison. The first time they exploded. You know that he blew up the wall and got out. Mm. And uh, then, but then he. Then he said in a, in his book, he, he has a book, which I, I may have to get, um, he renounced crime. And in his book, uh, he wrote about his early life and his rise through the criminal networks in France and said his life of crime was inspired by American films such as Scarface and Heat. Oh, nice. That's great. And he gave us mm-hmm. credit for his life of crime. That's nice. Oh, okay. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so, but I, I, I mean... Maybe we put him someplace is a little bit more secure. Well, they don't have him, so tad? yeah, that's uh, just a tad. More it'd be secure. hard to do. All right, did you see a Jurassic Park this weekend? No, come on, man. I did not. I finally got to the theater to see Jurassic Park. I went out of my way. I thought oh, Pat's going to go see. Did you like it? So I got to talk about it. It was okay. Oh, uh, just okay. It was okay. Really? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because I'm a Jurassic Park fan. Me too. I'm a real. I love the I like series. It. I love all the series. I like even the bougie ones two and three. You know, there's still enjoyable to watch for me. <laughs> Why are two and three bougie? Because they're the bougie ones. In I mean, what one, way? The first in one what is way great. Are they bourgeoisie? Because they're the they're the ones that are trying to uh, play second fiddle. You know, they come up. They didn't have all the stars. They only a couple. They came to back to the park. Remember the one, the third one. I think is where they go after the egg. The <laughs> the the, the, the they mm-hmm. steal the egg. The second one is. They went back. The second one, what was the second one, I don't remember what where they went for the 
dinosaurs, but those weren't as good. Mm-hmm. And then the Jurassic World, when it came out, this the first one of this, the new series, was really, I mean, it was good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the heck out of that. Mm-hmm. And so now we get the same characters. Uh, they brought back our boy, uh, what's his face? Uh, Chris the, Pratt. No, right. Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. but they brought back uh, the scientist, um, Goldblum, oh, Gold Jeff Bloom, yeah. Goldblum. Mm-hmm. He plays, uh, his part is, it's a strange part, it's just testimony through the whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of weird. But the, uh, uh, it was enjoyable. I liked, I kind of like what they did with it, but hmm. yeah, it was okay. All right. I don't know, I don't know what else I would expected. I think they've got two more on the on I mean, the planning board, uh, so it's I'll not going to end look, they anytime made, soon. Look, they made sixty million, right? Yeah. They made another sixty million uh, yeah. overall. They've got uh, uh, they're at uh, nine thirty two global. Oh, globally! Wow, That's so a they're lot. almost a billion. Incredibles two are at uh, uh, four thirty nine. That was good. That's just uh, domestically Four domestic and six over almost six fifty global. Yeah, so that beats the first one for Incredibles two. Um, as you know, they're pretty good. That's uh, that's where the that that's enough money to go say we probably could make another one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, easy. We probably could make another one. That'd be be worth our time. Uh, Uncle Drew debuted. I'm kind of interested in that. I, w- uh, I want to really? watch it. Yeah. I I, I want to see it. I saw the 15.5 million. The trailer for the, the Sicario. The the. The mobster, gangster, Mexico yeah, battle. That was number three at 19 It looked pretty million. good. Doc said he saw that and it was okay. He, you know, he enjoyed it, but just okay. Okay. Um, I'm really looking forward to the next couple of weeks of Denzel's coming out with Equalizer 2, though. That's going to be good. Oh, really? Oh, man. I didn't think Equalizer 1 did well enough. Oh, it's it tremendous. Are you oh. guys, Denzel's the man. He can do those parts walking in his sleep. Worth noting, maybe, uh, Solo, Star Wars Story. It's been out for six weeks. It's... J- Domestically now, it has only made two hundred seven million. Ooh. Hasn't even made back its budget yet. Two hundred seven million. That's a flop. Uh, I mean, of biblical proportions for for a movie for a Star Wars movie. Disney's got to be hurting with that. They got to be That's rethinking their Star Wars plan. I would think. Although I've got a review somewhere, and I'll have to bring it in tomorrow. We can talk a little bit about the solo review, writing up how. While everyone is saying it's a flop, it's not really a flop. I love it, too. I, I love the movie. I think it's the best movie since the first three. Hmm. For me, it's it, number four on the I list. I think it just got a bad rap from the beginning. And yeah, it did. Kind of it did. left it alone, which is kind of bad. And it's too bad. Yeah. Because this is, I thought it was a Maybe, really good effort. Way better than the other, uh, that, way better than anything that's come out since 1983. With, uh, maybe, uh, they, maybe they make that up in... Uh, in DVD and rental sales for home stuff when people realize Maybe. that it's yeah, good. I'm, yeah, and then they get the worldwide yeah, box yeah, office, global, which is a lot bigger. Look, and look that, and that's kind of was the argument in the review of they really haven't had a flop, is that right. they're still going to make all this money uh, post theater on it. You know, so yeah. they're not going to they're not going to actually lose, and they will keep. Well, when it comes them. out, I'll pay the nineteen ninety five or whatever they want for it on demand, just to have it around all yeah, the time. Yeah, of course. You know, and I bet a lot of people will. Yes. And you're also going to find when they rent, before they purchase it, if they rent it again, they'll say, oh, that wasn't bad, and then they'll buy it. Here's what I realized, though, about buying these digital copies. If you ever change companies, 
Like if you change your provider, right? You lose all those movies. If you if you buy them from that the cable company, that kind of kept me from changing providers. If recently. you buy it from the cable company, but you can you can purchase them on uh, different well on different Amazon apps and, and yeah. Voodoo, yeah, you and, can. Uh, Hulu, the, but the, the, sadly, I stupidly bought a lot of them. Oh, from the company, just from the provider right. and the the on demand thing. Right. And so I probably have I don't know a lot of those, and I'd lose them all if I ever. Where, where are they stored? Then? They kind of got me trapped now. Like, if you buy them from the company, I don't understand how that works. Like they're stored in my butt. They're stored in your... In your what? <laughs> in, in his butt. Where do you in think they're stored? <laughs> Wait That's a minute. That's where you store oh digital gosh. copies. You have yeah. a good reason to stay yeah. with Whoopi Goldberg right? now. Right? Because, right. I mean, they're going after your on demand. <laughs> no, they're just stored, uh, stored in, in my library. Cloud, in the digital cloud of your account. Yeah, You're talking in my him. account. I don't understand. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm old school. I don't understand. Do you Why not buy the DVD? You don't yeah. buy. And we just get the you DVD. buy DVDs. Yeah, aren't we I haven't old bought. School? I haven't purchased a DVD yeah. in I, I don't know how long. I'm cheap too. I, I watched. A, I've got all digital. I watched digital two of DVD everything. movies in, in this within the last seven days because for three days the internet was out at my See? house. See? Oh, that sucks. Okay, See? no, 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 stop. <laughs> no, no, no. I dug through DVDs going. Why do I even own these what stupid are, things? What I, I, know. I, I, why do I even own these I know. Why do we have these coasters in the closet, <laughs> right? I, I couldn't believe it. All right, we'll finish up with uh, chewing the fat in a sec. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your thoughts. Um, you know what? When your ears are feeling kind of uh, I don't know itchy, mm-hmm. uncomfortable, like Jeffy, a typical day for him. Yes, exactly. Plugged right. up, plugged up. I, I hate What's, that feeling. With here's it. the worst: when you go swimming, yes, and if you have wax in your ears and it traps all that water in there, yes. oh my gosh. And then you hear your your voice in your head kind of in a hollow way. <laughs> That's Everything fun for about crappy. four seconds. Oh, I hate and it. And you want it over. It's not fun for a split second for me. I hate that. Now there's something you can do about it. It's the Wax RX system. Um, Is that that the doc- doctor developed uh, system? There oh, my gosh. Yes. They How use that know? Have you heard about this? Yeah, it's wow. like a, I don't know, like a wax softening drop or something that breaks down the earwax. Is that how that works? This Am I in a commercial right now? I guess no. so. I never thought this it's kind just, of conversation would happen to me. how I talk. I always talk about <laughs> pH conditions. Until it formula. actually happened. <laughs> I love my supple ears. Right. <laughs> well, you know, what? Keith. What? If you what? were to go to use Wax RX. Wait. You could order your reusable ear wash system today and... Is there a promo code? I understand if you use the promo code radio. Radio? They'll ship it to your home for free. Man, that is incredible. You don't even have to pay for it to come to your house. Wow. Usewaxrx.com. Promo code radio. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, all right, what else you have on? Uh, I'll just, uh, I got a couple stories. Uh, one picture I want to leave with you. This is kind of a think about picture, but in today's world, that's been making the rounds on the, the social networks. But it uh, gives you a picture of a phone booth. If you remember what those were from uh, nineteen eighty eight, mm-hmm. and what uh, mm-hmm. we consider a phone booth in two thousand eighteen. And uh, I would say, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's about right. That's about right. Yeah, uh, it's a picture oh, of a toilet. <laughs> I also want to uh, talk about uh, the story of this uh, whale 
that uh, pilot whale that uh, has passed away. Oh no! And, yeah, do you, do away. you swim in those circles with whales? Is it, <laughs> why would I? What? I just I don't know where you got the story. I don't know. Maybe a friend told you about it. I don't know. Like a whale Continue. friend. Yes. So this particular uh-huh. whale, and I, and I thought whales and dolphins—they're like supposed to be the smartest. Right, well, on the planet, no one right? at sea is smarter than he, meaning dolphin. Fl- Flipper the right. dolphin. But the pilot whales are, spo- whales I mean, all are whales supposed, are supposed to, be to be smart and communicate smart. with everyone, right? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, this yeah. whale uh, passed away because it ate more than 80 plastic bags. What a dummy. <laughs> it's not smart, He <laughs> was man. either not Stupid. smart or he was bullied. He was bullied oh, from the other pilot been. whales. He might have been. So he was like, "Go ahead, keep eating them. Dare you? <laughs> I dare you." And so I don't know how many. Uh-huh. I don't know how many pilot whales can eat before they die. But eighty is too much. Yeah, obviously, we know that now. 80. We know that now. <laughs> Write that down, Jeffy. Eighty is t- so. But this point of the story, obviously, is that some dastardly human, yes, discarded eighty plastic yes, bags more, into the ocean, more. or well, they're more. having problems with wow. turtles and dolphins. And, mm-hmm. and that's that's what right. brought me to the that's story. Right. I was reading about the whale, which brought me to the other story about the International Coastal Cleanup Day. Okay, and how much is how what, much stuff that they've picked up off the coast? I am out of the ocean. And all it's about horrific. this. Wow, what how much? horrific! What how much? Find? I mean, uh, cigarette butts and plastic filters, two point four million. Oh, plastic! I know. Straws and stirrers, almost six hundred and forty-three thousand. You know, and that's just the Jersey Shore alone, probably is where those. But the are weird from. finds that they collected on International Coastal Cleanup Day in two thousand seventeen, because right. we just got the tallies mm-hmm. in from two thousand seventeen. Yeah, uh, they found over nine thousand appliances. Uh, what? They found, <laughs> Appliances? They, they found 1,700 toothbrushes. Oh, man. 87 mattresses. Eight, what, are throwing into the ocean? 80 pairs of underwear. Unreal. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter uh, from Tom. Hey, Senator Collins, you're for abortion? I thought we were supposed to be against tearing, ripping children from their mothers. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, whatchamacallit says all these laws or agencies didn't happen or appear the minute President Trump took office. ICE was an operating agency before he took office. Uh, from Vicky, wasn't Culture Clump a British music group in oh, the yeah. early 80s? That's right. I half expected Pat to break into Karma Chameleon when you guys said that. Oh, please don't. Probably not. No. Please do not. not. Not a big... Not the biggest culture club fan, hmm. uh, you know, that boy George and his music. Maybe not. What what uh, turned biggest... you off from that? The fact that they sucked, or yes, okay, it was mostly that. Okay, in fact, it was all that. Okay, that's what I figured because that's my yeah. reason. Yeah, uh, and and the fact that I had to play Karma Chameleon eight hundred and forty three thousand times on the radio. Ugh. And do you really want to hurt me nine hundred and forty three thousand times? Wow, you were you were scarred. Yes, for life. Because on I, the culture club. I mean, the harmonica doesn't belong in too many songs. And uh, karma, 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 chameleon. You come and go. Are you playing? You the, come and go. Oh, oh, oh. Are you I playing mean, the brilliant? song from you in bet. there, Ron? 
sounded like it, didn't it? You sure did. Yeah, no, it was just me. Was that, it was, was you. Just, it was just me. How oh, wow. Hard to believe. I can't tell. You know, Jeffy was talking about all the trash in the ocean that, that killed that poor whale. A pilot <laughs> whale that ate 80 plastics, 80 plastic bags. That's, that's not I mean, smart. It, first of all, they're not that tasty, man. What do you keep eating them for? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Sample it, but then move on. So then that led us to talking about the pollution in the, in the ocean, which, you know, there's the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And yeah. he apparently had a discussion with Doc about it this morning. I guess so. And Doc claims it. it's a hoax. And I thought, no, it's not. And I can't believe I've been that blind that I just accepted it. Okay, there's a garbage patch in the Pacific. Well, yeah, we talked about Twice this. the size of Texas. Yeah, a few, few weeks ago we talked about it, and people on Twitter yes. were like, hey, where's a picture? Where's a picture? And I specifically remember Google imaging for it there and is no not picture. being satisfied. How is there no picture if it's yes. twice the size of Texas? From space! Right. How do you not... And I know it's not all clumped together necessarily, but there's got to be a lot of it, right? Let's see it out there in the middle of the ocean. Nope. I can't find a single image of it. I can't. I can't. Not either. one image. Nope. And when I, when, I, when I Googled the Great Pacific Garbage Patch fake, uh, a Snopes article came up oh. that there was a, an art, you see this uh, photograph? Right. But that's, that's not that big. That vessel... Is obviously not in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, and and, and I know we don't have the image. And there's a lot of trash TV. around it. It's yeah, that's it's a spe- Dino rowboat surrounded by trash. That's it. That's specifically from what happened in Japan uh-huh. uh, with the tidal wave, and it washed all that garbage out. We well, yeah, can't blame that. That's not what that is. Mm-hmm. And so even Snopes says that's miscaptioned. But they don't have any actual. F- I have never seen th- a photo of this no and i'm beginning to think as i was looking for that google image and i forgot to follow up on this so i'm so glad that this came back up today is maybe this is an environmentalist hoax hoax uh going on here listen to this okay here's i just found this from slate which is a wildly Mm left-wing website and the headline is there is no island of trash <laughs> in go. the Pacific. Because if there were, libertarians like me would be there trying to start a country. Get this. I, this is unbelievable. There is no island of trash in the Pacific, but the cause of clean oceans needed a good story. Oh! Our warming planet could use another one. Are you kidding me? Get out of my face. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. That's on Slate. That's not from The Blaze. That's that's not on uh, Newsmax. Huh. That's not The Daily Caller. It is Slate. Wow. So there you go. Uh, I would say that that's fairly strong evidence that it is a gigantic hoax. That's amazing. I'm so glad we brought that up because I just stupidly yeah i don't know why okay well there must be a giant garbage patch in the pacific twice uh, the size of texas it's about the size of eastern australia i guess and it's out there the blue garbage wave. why is there no picture uh, um well, <laughs> i don't know you well, would think they'd have one no no no. i got this i got this. okay help me out with that well you know that uh, mad mike hughes guy yeah he hasn't gotten high enough to get us a picture okay. yet we gotta wait for that rocket There's something his. called satellites <laughs> um says you 
whatever. Satellites that orbit the Earth that could maybe take a snap of that? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, they're just not positioned over the garbage patch, yeah, so they yeah. can't take a photo of that. Yeah, they're over Russia because we have to keep okay. an eye on them. You know, Cold don't they War's sort of, I don't know, orbit the no. Earth? Yeah, but never over the garbage no. patch. No. you got to be at just the right time, just the right place, just the right orbit. Well, the problem is that the satellite goes over the Pacific when we're all asleep and no one's manning the cameras. And it's too dark so, anyway. Yeah, it's it's dark. dark. It's at well, night it's dark. by then. See. Every time it goes over the garbage patch, so. it's nighttime. It's too dark to see. You don't have a flash on the satellites either, you know, to kind of light it up for the picture. Uh, Maybe that's a technology we can add one day, but we don't have it yet. Can't do it today. Sorry. (laughs) We could take photos of uh, brand new stars that are 200 billion miles from here. 200 billion light years from here. Is that a star you named after someone? No. Okay. But it's... uh, it's not 200 billion. I mean, it's like 150 million light years or yeah. something. And they just found this. It's like a super quasar thing. Uh, and we, so we can take a picture of that. We can actually detect that. Yeah. But we can't get a photo of the garbage patch in the Pacific. That's impossible. <laughs> and the reason we can't get a picture of it Why? is Why? it no flash. doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It doesn't sorry. exist. So uh, that makes me feel pretty good yeah. about the planet right now. I feel I'm a little good. bit better. Can you believe it? And Slate, thank you for doing that. Thank you for admitting that they lie and they cheat, and they're okay with it. But it shows that the left does this on a regular basis. They make this crap up to to increase the hype of global warming. I got to save this article for my daughter. I was just having this discussion with her a couple weeks ago where she was telling me that, you know, she's, she buys into the climate change stuff. Like, honey, yeah. You know. <laughs> the world the world goes through these phases okay mm-hmm. what happened how did the ice form first of all then how did it melt how did all of these species go extinct long before we were here how how does all of this happen we were in a mini ice age in the 1700s what happened in the 1800s and the early 1900s uh and then and i so i gotta save this garbage thing because she was talking about how Mm-hmm. Companies don't care. They're polluting oh, no. air and water. And I was trying to tell her, man, companies have done so much better a job. Mm-hmm. They're so much more economically or ecologically aware than they were in this in the 60s and 70s. And it is in part because it's economical, too. It's just better for them to be better to the environment. Yeah. And it took them a long time to realize that. But now they do. I think you and Jeffy were just talking about this last week, um, how Lake Erie. Uh, you know, was, on to, fire. was on fire okay and then we got our act together we cleaned it up because that's what a uh, capitalist society with extra money to spend uh, does yeah and uh, he mentioned um the saginaw river in michigan used to not flood uh, used to used to never freeze in the winter time all right so and they thought that was yeah, chemicals I, yeah i think the uh f- exact phrase jeffy used last week was it used to be more watery <laughs> <laughs> so the water yeah. Was watery. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. it became more chemically. Something. I don't chemically know. Chemically. So anyway, water. now it freezes because it cleaned it up. It's more watery now. Kind of amazing. But yeah. So, um, yeah. but let me just, uh, and I mean this sincerely. This is not hyperbole. If you want local evidence of why this country is screwed forever, mm-hmm. it's the fact that one of the most conservative people you will ever meet in Pat Gray. Mm-hmm. 
his children, that he raised in a common mm-hmm. sense household, mm-hmm. that he taught the Constitution, mm-hmm. he taught conservative principles and the, the joys of capitalism too. Yes, feels that way. They, well, they I have been. Don't think I didn't straight. remind her of all that mm-hmm. too. And so we're screwed. Uh, I mean, if Pat can't do it, mm-hmm. no, the husband had something to do with that. Oh, yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah okay. She's not in my household anymore, and she's been poison. Okay. Poison. So, happy so. Thanksgiving yeah. dinners there. That's right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, what are you going to do? Sorry about that. <clears throat> what are you going to do? 888 <laughs> She was also one of the two that we allowed to go to to public school when they got to high school. Oh, well, And then once see. we realized what high school, even when, when it was homeschool until high school, mm-hmm. they were still indoctrinated to a certain extent. Oh. So that's when we said, okay, no, no more of that. You don't you don't get the choice anymore. <laughs> there is no choice. You so, will just be homeschooled. And you have okay? six kids. And the first two you said got first the taste of public school? Yep. So, and they both wanted to do extracurricular stuff, and I thought it was reasonable. Mm-hmm. Okay. We we gave them the foundation. Now they can face it. And it still tainted her. So uh I mean ever so slightly. She's not like super liberal. So did, the, did the last four mm-hmm. want to go? Um uh, the four youngest? Or did they uh, uh, did they ruin it for them? Or? Mm, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah it, it, they didn't. They weren't crazy about. I mean, they didn't make a big deal out of it. And I totally they understand were okay with it. The extracurricular stuff being access, you know, to the taxpayer-funded exactly sport. Let's see, we're paying school. tens of thousands of dollars in property tax that goes to your stupid school, mm-hmm. and we can't use any of the extracurricular mm-hmm. stuff, really. But that's okay nope. because now they're in- Im- implementing these uh, Tim Tebow laws around the country. Yeah. So these homeschoolers get to a- yeah. access these facilities. If you allow the government worker to check up on your kid's work. And Was that the standards. compromise they reached? <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to say no thanks. And so that's why I don't think that went through in Texas. I don't it? think it did. Because um, they wanted yeah. the extra control. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm. Ar- <laughs> you should be able to access the extracurricular without any kind of uh, interference yeah. from the state at all. Because I'm paying you this money. And that should mean something. I should be able to take advantage of some benefit in a lot of states they they limit how much money in property taxes old people have to pay because they don't have kids in school well you know what right. homeschool families don't either so oh. drives me out of my mind yes triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three let me tell you about Brickhouse nutrition it's field of greens such a great product uh i love it it's really the only way i get vegetables in my diet every day um and it's a delicious way to get vegetables into my diet because you just take a scoop of this and put it into eight ounces of water or, like I do, into a smoothie and drink that down. It sweetens the drink, sweetens your water. The water actually, if you just use water, it actually tastes like Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid. When, you, when you put this in it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're tasting kale. Uh, and it makes it really palatable to me. And then you get that nutrition, which I love. It's pre and probiotic, boosts your immune system antioxidant power, and it's a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables, which I I think is really cool. So go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. See if you don't like it and get more energy from it. Get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network.
returns. All right. On the Blaze Radio Network. I I have to read a portion of this article from Slate because we stumbled onto this garbage patch in the in the Pacific Ocean again. <laughs> Talking about uh, a, a pilot whale that died because the pilot whale ate 80 plastic bags. That's a and dumb so, whale. So, yeah. And so I brought up, plus they're not that tasty. I mean, I... Yeah. The gray ones, though, from Walmart, yeah. I've found that are a little bit more flavorful than and the And ever so ones. slightly higher in nutritional value. Oh, good. I didn't realize yeah. that. I just but when you, ate it, you eat 80 of them, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not good for That's you. That's overkill. You're going to get a bad tummy ache or worse. And he did. He did. So I brought up the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, mm-hmm. which uh, Jeffy said he had a discussion with Doc about this morning, and Doc said it doesn't exist. So skeptically, I looked for it. And sure enough, I found the Slate article that says there is no island of trash in the Pacific, hmm. but the cause of clean oceans needed a good story. Wow. That is amazing. Wow. Okay, so here's part of the article. In early August 1997, Charles Moore found himself floating through the North Pacific in his Tasmanian-built catamaran. Moore, an oil-air activist and yachting captain had just finished up a two-week race and was heading back from Honolulu to Santa Barbara, California through what's called the Gyre, G-Y-R-E, an area of the ocean like the Saragosso Sea, uh, wrapped inside a giant weather spiral that serves as a reservoir for flotsam. As he described it, as he described it in a 2003 article for Natural History, the thousand-mile journey took him through an endless field of plastic, three million tons of it in all, he guessed, in an area about the size of Texas. That's where we initially heard, uh, that's how it was described. Wait, so he was making the estimation yep. from being inside of it? <clears throat> yep. Okay, I, I've stood in the middle of Texas before. <laughs> I have no idea by standing no. in it how big it is. Okay, so everywhere he looked, he saw debris, bottles, bottle caps, wrappers, fragments. And when he returned to his this garbage patch a year later, he found a vast plastic plankton soup and a litany of bigger objects. Volleyballs, a cathode ray tube for a 19-inch TV, a truck tire mounted on a steel rim, uh, and a gallon bleach bottle so brittle it crumbled in his hands. Moore's garbage patch would grow in size and fame in the years that followed. The plastic plankton soup he'd first discovered in 97 gained notoriety in a 2006 series for the Los Angeles Times that won a Pulitzer Prize. Its area had now doubled. It's twice the size of Texas. Some reports went even bigger. As coverage intensified, the patch's media profile peaked between 07 and 09. The soup coalesced into a garbage landmass with a more official name, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. In 2007, San Francisco Chronicle called the patch a massive, eternal, slowly swirling vortex of noxious garbage the size of a continent. And the shape of death itself just floating out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, mocking life, humanity, and God. <laughs> but, oh. according to the author of this article, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch has always been less substantial than it sounds. Less an island in the ocean than a big idea huh. that floats around inside our heads. <laughs> uh, that could be applied to, I don't know, 
climate change. Yep. Golly. This is how they operate. This is what they do. They lie. Mm. They cheat. They steal. They make things up so that they can create uh, hysteria, so that they can cause people to panic, so that uh, so that they can take your money, and so that they can become climate billionaires like Al Gore has. Mm-hmm. It is it is really despicable, but that's uh, it's it's nice to finally see that because I. It was it was only recently that I'd heard about the... I don't remember it back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only recently that we discovered there was one. And I'm surprised that, that the left, that the climate alarmists didn't latch onto this and try to make it more mainstream unless they right. found out early on. When that it doesn't sl- exist. When's that Slate uh, article dated? Does it oh, say let's on see. there? I'm curious as when they came clean, so to speak. That's a good question. Mm. It Okay, yeah. September 12th, 2016. So... I'm surprised we Couple didn't hear about it, you know, especially on social media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, why don't you Google Pacific Trash Pile then? <laughs> well, why don't you just give me a link? Because it doesn't exist. Yeah. Show me the image. <laughs> Let's see the image. Demand the image of the Great Pacific Trash Pile. And uh, they're going to be hard pressed to, to come up with that. Mm-hmm. They'll show you some trash in water, but it won't be the, in the middle of the Pacific. You know, there's a lot of trash in, like, Singapore's waterways, Yeah, say. Well, maybe that's a cruise you can get on sometime is a trash cruise. <laughs> no, Pat? A little rubbing, rubbing in that we missed oh, our cruise? Oh, I'm Alaska. not rubbing Thank it you. in. I feel bad for mm-hmm. you. kidding Thank me? You. And I've already yeah. thought, I've already mm-hmm. thought, sir, that I want, I've, I want to go to Alaska because I want to get to all 50 states. Mm-hmm. So knowing that you haven't been there. No, I have been I, there. Oh, Just well, not on this particular cruise. Then never mind what I was going to suggest. It was yeah. going to be a friendly overture to see if you ever want to take a road trip up there. No. No, because you're rubbing in the fact I that we didn't I wasn't rubbing it in. I feel badly mm. clearly, for you. Clearly, you rubbed it in. Wow. And uh, nope. I, I shan't be forgetting that. Really? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So let's let's uh, let's find out what Elizabeth Warren, or as people lovingly refer to her, Pocahontas. <laughs> no, that's a name from Trump that stuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really is. Because today I was talking to you about her, and I just kept saying, uh, you know, uh, Senator. Uh, what, Pocahontas. I couldn't even remember Warren. <laughs> it is it is perhaps his best nickname. Yeah, I, know. Uh, I didn't enjoy Lion Ted. At Crooked Hillary didn't have much of a ring to it, but Pocahontas for Elizabeth Warren, that's perfect. Yeah, little Marco stuck too. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, anyway, she's speaking to her cheering crowd about how Trump's immigration policy is putting children in cages. This is about children held in cages. This is about babies scattered all across this country. Babies. This is about mamas who want their children back. Babies. Babies. It's about children and babies. President Trump seems to think that the only way to have immigration rules is to rip mm-hmm. parents rip. from their rip. families. There it is, is again. To treat rip. victims and refugees Tear. like terrorists. And put children in cages. In cages. This is ugly. This is. is wrong. Yeah. And this is not the way to run our country. It was. It was perfectly fine under Obama when he actually put the children in actual cages, which we're not doing right now. Uh, 
I rip to tear. Yeah, well, well, I tell you what. The incitement of this is just unbelievable. Sure. We'll stop ripping children away from their mothers when you, well, stop, you stop ripping them out of wombs. Yeah, stop sucking them out of their mother's wombs and maybe we can talk. How about a compromise? <laughs> what do you say? Good gosh. I, I, I can't believe the unmitigated gall these people have to continually talk about babies. I just I can't even believe it. Remember when it used to just be some stupid tweet from Planned Parenthood? Yep. Happy Mother's Day! Yeah. And now it's like they, they, there's no self-awareness whatsoever, by the None way. None whatsoever. From these people, I, I'll bet you Elizabeth Warren is fine with abortion all the way up to parcel birth. I'll yeah. bet she has a 100% rating from Dayroll. We'll look into that. Here's more from her where she says ice needs to be replaced. The president's deeply immoral actions deeply have immoral. made it obvious we need to rebuild our immigration system from top to bottom starting Look at by replacing ice with something that reflects our morality and what are the blue and white flags that are waving by the way crisis for our country. Dr. Martin Luther King said, there comes a time when silence is betrayal. We will not be silent. They will not. We will not be silent. We will build a country that reflects our values. That is why we are here. The, the interesting part of that immigration rally where they're so pro-America, they love America. Why are you flying Guatemalan flags then? <laughs> I'm sorry. And what is that other flag that was in the left-hand corner there? Uh, what country was Puerto Rico? Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, at least they're a territory. Good heavens. Yeah. So Elizabeth Warren does, in fact, is that Nero? Mm-hmm. Have a 100% rating from NARAL. And she's talking about the babies scattered all over. Really? Huh. It's kind of what we were talking about when they were selling their body parts after Planned Parenthood sold the abortion material. Oh, my gosh. That is that is despicable. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. I am. It's, uh... It's me. And thank you for being here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, And at Pat Unleashed from the prolific Judy Chapel. New Internet Challenge. Or perhaps you could read it. New Internet Challenge. Or you could go New Internet Challenge. Could you just say New Internet Challenge? New Internet. Oh, you could. But then it wouldn't have the exclamation point. And that he specifically oh, put one in. That's my bad. Eat 80 plastic bags. I'm calling it the hashtag whale challenge. <laughs> I nominate Jeffy. And go! 
See Jeff, what, Jeff, see, Jeff, see what we he get did in there. here. We got a yeah. camera. We can do this today. We got a half hour, <laughs> 80 bags, half an hour. <laughs> he could easily eat 80 in a half an hour. You think I might well, be 45 always, minutes. He always brags about the fact that he's, he's a marathon eater, uh-huh. not a sprint eater. So maybe not. I don't know if he could, maybe we do the whole show tomorrow and give him, you know, from 11 to two central, see if he can, Pull it off. We'll just isolate this camera on him. Yeah. I'll come in with 80, gar- uh, you know, plastic Walmart bags, bags, plastic mm-hmm. bags. And, mm-hmm. uh, Let him go to go to town eating. Chewing the fat. Would have make a sure there's no bougie sauce on him. Oh. And he should be able to pound those down. Uh-huh. Uh, from Grumpy Seamstress. Uh, Keith, Lake Erie did not burn. It was the Cuyahoga River that burned. I was quoting I, the show from last week. Yeah, time. I Thank make you. that mistake all the time. It was the Cuyahoga River, not the, not Lake Erie. I think the Cuyahoga goes into Lake Erie, mm. right? And it was on fire. So are we positive that none huh. of the fire river yeah. got into the lake? Thank you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> uh, from Saves 84. Have we considered that the satellites that once orbited the Earth that could possibly give us pictures of the trash have been stolen by Jeffy's gravitational pull? Huh. <laughs> huh. It's, uh, you know, worth consideration, I'd yeah. say. I mean, that's I'd say that's worthy of, of thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't come in here. Come in here. First of all, first of all, yeah. this notion. Sorry. <laughs> Mixing my. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's see. I, we got to play this today, too. Archie Bradley, Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher, Archie Bradley, telling a story, uh, an interesting story uh, about one of his pitching efforts. Uh, check this out. What is the most, uh, let's call it, memorably awkward moment you've had on a, let's, it could be a mound, it could be in the wow. backfield on a football game. Uh, I'll just tell it. It's actually this year. I was warming up to go in a game, and um, I knew I had the next hitter. I knew he was on deck. And the bat was kind of taking a little bit. And, you know, as a bullpen guy in these big situations, I call them nervous pees. I don't have to pee a lot, but I know I have to pee before I go in the game. (laughs) I can't believe I'm telling you this. So (laughs) it's a 2-2 count, and I'm like, man, I have to pee. I have to go pee. So I run in our bathroom real quick. I'm ready to go, and I'm trying to pee. And I actually my pants oh like right before i'm about to go in the game i pooped my pants okay i'm like oh my gosh like dude no i know i'm a pitcher away from going in the game so i'm scrambling to clean myself up (laughs) i get it cleaned up the best i can button my pants up and our bullpen coach mike ferris said hey you're in the game so i'm jogging into the game to pitch with Poop in my pants, essentially. Poop in your pants. And, and oh. did you look to see if it was showing and stuff? Yes, I did. I did check the mirror. I checked the you know, white pants were at home. And I actually told my teammates, I stepped out the bathroom. I was like, hey, am I okay? I just I just myself. Like, I'm about to go into this game. And they didn't believe me. They didn't believe me until they unfortunately saw the mess in the bathroom because I didn't have time. I was like, I got to go in the game. Dude, and no, so it honey, was the most no. uncomfortable I've ever been on the mound. And? And I actually had a good inning. I had a clean inning, and I walked in the dugout, and I was like, guys, I just myself before. I, they didn't believe me. And then the bullpen came in. They're like, oh, my God, you had to see this. It's somewhat ironic that you had a clean inning. Yeah, right? <laughs> Why would you tell that story? Why? Why? I mean, perhaps we ask Al Roker. Um, you pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. I mean, I thought it was ludicrous that Al Roker told that story. It, it might be even worse. At least he had the surgery that he was talking about. 
What is the excuse for Archie Bradley to don't tell? I mean, just Archie in my pants. Why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you tell that story? There is, and he told it gleefully. He was perfectly fine with yeah, it. Yeah, after he got over the, I can't believe I'm telling <clears> you this, but I'm going to keep going. Great he, detail. And he did. <laughs> he did. That's awesome. Wow. That is so funny. <laughs> there, there is, uh, I was just introduced um, uh, last week, as a matter of fact, to a story. There is audio out there, and, I, and I'm sure you're going to tweet this out later on after the program, of uh, George Brett telling a very long story of um, an uh, issue he had in a Las Vegas um, uh, lobby and somehow mm. had to make his way up to his room. Did he poop his pants? He absolutely, and then some, and he had a buddy that uh, gave him <laughs> change of clothes. And, uh, really? And he had and to he's ch- told a story like that too? Yeah, he was mic'd up. Oh I don't gosh. know where this was. Wow. Yeah, this is, it is over the top. And he talks about leaving his clothes behind in the bathroom at the hotel in Las I'm Vegas. I'm sorry. If I ever poop my pants. <laughs> right? I'm not telling the story. That's the last thing I'm going to do if that ever happens. Not, not doing it. Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't care what the circumstances are. Yeah. I don't care where it happens. You'll never hear the story. I don't care how drunk I am. <laughs> I don't. That, uh-uh. I swear, is never going to leave my lips, man. Nope. Uh. In fact, I've instructed my family, mm-hmm. if I ever start doing that, even at home, yeah. I'm so opposed to it, shoot me in the head. That's a good plan. I don't ever want it to happen. I need to actually write that down somewhere. Shoot me in the head. If I even smell like it. You guys don't even have to confirm it. <laughs> shoot if me in the head. <laughs> Get it over with, man. Dad's not right. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, crazy. Uh, Why would you? Uh, he's a major league baseball player. That shows a lot. You know, he's not a big pride guy, though. Yeah. If you're willing to tell that story, you don't. You're not worried about the pride aspect. Uh, so, so I guess that's good. That's that's a good thing. Uh, also, this is kind of amazing. Apparently, uh, one of the one of the players on Howard Stern show is he still with Stern? I think so. Stuttering John. Yeah, Stuttering yeah. John still on Stern show, right? Mm-hmm. He actually apparently got through to President Donald Trump on Air Force One impersonating Bob Menendez. That is unbelievable. The New Jersey Senator. Mm -hmm. New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez. uh, It wasn't him. It was actually stuttering John impersonating him. (laughs) Listen to this. Hi, Bob. How are you? Congratulations on everything. We're proud of you. Congratulations. Great job. You went through a tough, tough situation. And I don't think a very fair situation. (laughs) And that's Stuttering John from the Stern Show. That could have been a lot worse. Uh Uh-huh. That could have Uh gone very badly. I don't know how that happens. I'm just grateful that, that Stuttering John didn't, you know, say, hey, uh... You know, put him on the you know, put him on record with something. Oh my gosh. Oh. Can you imagine? If something bad had been said there, some secret divulged, uh, who knows? That's pretty bad. It's very bad. How do you get through to the president impersonating? I mean, you don't really? It's that easy? Let's try that. Uh, we should. Let's try. What, what do you yeah. want to ask him though? I, uh, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. We'll have to think about who to impersonate too. Uh cuz it's not going to work with Michael Jackson. Or Al Gore. <laughs> Probably won't work uh, with Yoda 
What's you know, a politician that you do? President, President Trump is Yoda on the phone. Will you take it on Air Force One? Yes. Mm. <laughs> I would. Nominate Mike Lee. You should. Mm. Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, could uh, George W. Bush? He's not going to take his call. No, he's not. He's not going to take his call either. There's nobody in my repertoire <sighs> that he would possibly talk to. J- Jimmy Stewart, maybe? Huh. Yeah, he probably, he may not know that are he's you, gone. Are, are, are you working for pot or not? You say, Mr. Trump, what are you, you're screwy. That's what you are. Huh. It's me, George, George Bailey. You think you would take Bill Clinton's call? Mm, <laughs> no, everybody does. I mean, there's females on this planet that do Bill Clinton. Everybody does Bill Clinton. I think if you call as Clinton, it's suspect immediately. Really? Yeah, I think oh. so. So what do we got I left? So. So, what else uh, is in there? Oh, Chris Matthews. Eh, you know, no. Chris Matthews had to sing under the phone. Right. Uh, uh, Arlen Specter is gone, so he's probably Arlen Specter calling from hell. <laughs> You've got okay. Here's your assignment now, Pat. Okay, because uh, we got to try this. We got to try to call Air Force mm-hmm. One or the White right. House or whatever, because mm-hmm. that's who transfers the call anyway. So you're gonna have to pick a politician, any politician, any current sitting congressman or senator. See if we can convince them to patch mm-hmm. us through. So who? I don't know. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take. We'll take suggestions. Tweet at Pat Unleashed. Right. Um, or you could call triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, Ted Cruz. I don't really do Ted's voice, but we could work on that. Well, you just need to act like that uh, Mr. Haney from uh, Green Acres, right? Remember to neighbor? do Ted? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's, yeah. that's, that's who he sounds like. That's sort of close. Somebody yeah. told me that in the 2016 primaries that mm-hmm. they thought that maybe they subconsciously were against Ted Cruz because it reminded them of that character from Green Acres <laughs> that they didn't like. <laughs> and we had to look it up. We're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I, don't, I don't like that show either so mm-hmm. yeah that would affect me um <laughs> all right from a show we did like at one point uh but they've gone completely south with this latest movie um mark hamill talking about star wars in a way that i can definitely relate to mm. now if you haven't seen it there's a little bit of a spoiler because it kind of tells you the attitude of of luke skywalker in uh the last last jedi but mark hamill is asked about you know, how he felt about playing Luke this time and, and what it was like. And here's what he had to say. My view of the character was what that he was the most idealistic character. He was the most optimistic character. And uh, mm-hmm. I said, you know, even if I did something ghastly, like picking the wrong young student, that I would redouble my efforts. I wouldn't mm-hmm. just go off to an island for 30 years right right that's not my job i have to do what i can do the best Mm -hmm. to realize the vision of the writer in this case ryan johnson so i mean it had to it was tough on me because it's you know i was sort of old school george lucas and you have to make way for the new generation so i had to figure out how can i best make this work and there's lots of backstory i made up for myself that wouldn't uh, concern the audience in any way. And that's when I made the analogy of being the Beatles generation where all you need is love. And in in effect, we failed because I think the world Mm -hmm. is much worse now than it was then. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, he makes a really good point there uh, because um, the Beatles generation, remember what was going on there? It was nothing but love. 
well, love and assassinations. <laughs> I mean, Good are point. you kidding me? <laughs> assassinations, riots, protests on every street corner, uh, a Vietnam War, which was bloody and ugly and, uh, and a total mess. No, it's much better than, much mm-hmm. better than the Beatles generation of all you need is love. What a moron. <laughs> Although the beginning of that, I agree with everything because what they did to Luke Skywalker in that movie was atrocious. Yeah. Made me hate the movie. Hate the movie. Plus, you talk about uh, Mark Hamill being all about love. Here's some of his uh, tweets recently. Hmm. Cute video, Ajit. Aren't I precious pie? But you you prof, you are profoundly unworthy to wield a lightsaber. A Jedi acts selflessly for the common man, not lie to enrich giant corporations. Is that because Ajit led the push to get rid of uh, uh, net neutrality? Yep. Is that what that was about? That's what it was. Yeah, the net neutrality thing. Good gosh, they're ridiculous on that. Such so ridiculous. An, such idiocy. Let's buy Twitter and ban Trump. With my Armageddon anxiety growing daily, I donate gladly. Oh, another Mark Hamill tweet, huh? I hate president because I love our country. <laughs> I hate president because I love our country. Wait. President. You hate president? Did he say it? Yeah, that's what it says. I hate president. No, it says I hate our president. Oh, he does. He does say all right. <laughs> but regardless, I don't know why I was just I was eliminating that word in my mind. I was a little worried. For I you hate there. our president because I love our country. Uh-huh. That does make a little bit a little bit more sense. Right? A little bit better English too. But uh, yeah, so he's definitely so helping that's us. all about love though, right? Yeah, that's a, that's love because love and hate are so closely related. I think they're synonyms nowadays. Yeah, uh, I mean these actors though. That's all you can expect from them, right? Left wing bullcrap every single day. Remember when J.P. Morgan uh, CEO Jamie Dimon called Bitcoin a fraud? Remember that? Uh, the price fell 24% in the days that followed. And J.P. Morgan emerged as one of the most active buyers on behalf of their clients of a fund that tracks the Bitcoin price. At the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, George Soros publicly called Bitcoin a bubble. And then, a couple weeks later, member of his $26 billion family office reportedly received the green light to buy cryptocurrencies, and they bought a lot after they tried to drive the price down, of course. So it seems like experts are all over the map when it comes to cryptocurrencies. We're going to explore this. In a free, live, online broadcast, Glenn Beck is personally hosting July 19th. Go to beckcryptoshow.com and register. So it is free, but you need to register. So do that right now. You'll discover uh, the new case for Bitcoin. We'll reveal the names of the three cryptocurrencies uh, Tika Tawari recommends that you should buy right now. And you'll have the chance to take part in Palm Beach Letters' exclusive $2 million Bitcoin getaway. So get all the details and register for free for this free event that Glenn Beck uh, would love you to attend. Go to BeckCryptoShow.com. That's BeckCryptoShow.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. 
on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, I love this story about Antifa riots uh, in Portland, Portland, Oregon. Antifa rioted with a patriot group. Um, a little tension between them. And it's all started. There was a permitted rally at uh, one of the plazas that was organized by um, Patriot Prayer. Then a counter demonstration by these masked local Antifa groups. Always with the masks. Started up. Uh, and I love, the, I love the way in the story it says anti-fascist groups. Shut up. <laughs> it's making it sound like the Patriot Prayer Group are fascists. And so these anti-fascists show up to protest them. Uh, and there was apparently a pretty heavy police presence. The officer seized a bunch of weapons, utility knives, clubs, chemical sprays uh, from from the Antifa group. These people are bad news. Portland police made four arrests during the demonstration. None of them connected to the events of the day, apparently. Um, but a uh, few were arrested on the plaza for an alleged assault. Uh, somebody else had charges lodged. That they there was theft and assault on one of the protesters, and then a robbery and assault happened as well. Mm. But things turned ugly around six o'clock when Patriot Prayer protesters spilled into Third Avenue to begin their permitted march through the streets of Portland. I'm sorry, they have a what? <clears throat> permitted march. Okay, so the Patriots. Mm-hmm, the have Patriots a permitted march. Okay. Yes, the anti-fascist mm-hmm. counter demonstrators immediately began throwing eggs. Half-empty water bottles and firecrackers at the conservative marchers, prompting federal police to fire paintballs filled with pepper spray into the crowd. I mean, every time these douches are around, something violent happens. That's why they wear masks. Yeah. Because they don't want to be caught. They don't want to go to jail. They've got illegal activities and assaults on their mind. And so they mask their identities. And then the article written about them, they never call them Antifa in the, in the story. It's always anti-fascist counter-protesters. <laughs> Jeez. I, it's just, inc- I mean, how do you win when they control all the media? You don't. Kind of looks that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Also, uh, U.S. intelligence believes North Korea is making more nuclear bomb fuel. Oh, good. Despite the talks that we've had. U.S. intelligence agencies believe North Korea has increased production of fuel for nuclear weapons at multiple secret sites in recent months and might try to hide these while seeking concessions in the nuclear talks with the U.S. Now, that's why it was not a good idea for President Trump to tweet out that the threat is over. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, It's way early for that. Mm. So we so wait, hold on a second. The guy who starves his people, murders them, mm-hmm. is a dictator in every sense of the word. You're mm-hmm. saying that we cannot can't trust him trust necessarily him? just yet. Okay. Huh. All right. Who could have seen that coming? Right? I know. Curveball. Nobody. Nobody could have seen that happen. Mm. Uh in fact, it the tweet was there is no longer a nuclear threat from North Korea. Okay, stop. That was the exact exact tweet. 
Uh, NBC quoted five unidentified U.S. officials as saying that in recent months, North Korea sidestepped or stepped up production of enriched uranium for nuclear weapons, even as it engaged in diplomacy with us. The network cited U.S. officials as saying that the intelligence assessment concluded that North Korea has more than one secret nuclear site, in addition to its known nuclear fuel production facility. There is absolutely unequivocal evidence that they're trying to deceive the United States, according to one intelligence official. All right. So, so there you go. That's, that's good. That's fun. That is. You got that going for us. Uh, I, I knew it was too easy. I know. Right. This is like, this is going too well. Okay. Well, that's it, that's why we said we'll have to see how this is going. But I mean, it's, I guess it's a good thing that he's talking to them. Uh, but you don't necessarily trust, but verify, I guess you, you go the Reagan direction and you, you make sure that they're doing what they're saying they're doing. And when you have proof, they're not as apparently we do, then I guess the tenor and the tone changes a little bit. And you know, North Korea should play it smart because if there's any president that doesn't want to be made a fool of and will, um, give you mm. some retribution. Yeah, it's this guy. It's the guy with his finger on the actual nuclear trigger. Yeah, I, it's, it's bizarre. I, I don't know what game they're playing. I, I really don't. Maybe they're just trying to get sanctions lifted and continue to do everything they've been doing, and maybe that's the direction they're going. Hey, maybe we can just pull the wool over this guy's eyes. I don't know. It's a real shame if that's what's going on. Also, a really sad story. Uh, a thief stole the identity of the oldest man in America, and we just had this story about him a couple weeks ago. 112-year-old World War II veteran emptied his personal bank account on Friday. Somebody set up a bogus account, got a social security number, and accessed his personal checking account. Uh, The stolen money was used to buy savings bonds with Treasury Direct over at least the last couple of months. This is going to be a setback for Richard. It was a significant amount of money. And there's a special place in South Hell for this person. Wow. Wow. That is despicable. All right. 888-933-93. We use that number tomorrow as we will return and talk to you then on Packer Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.